Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition Turn to Page episode. That's right, we are back to give yourself goosebumps, but this time it is the ultimate challenge. How are you, ultimate raps? Oh, ultimate Rito, I find myself incredibly enthused at this circumstance. Um, that's how ultimate rap speaks. It's uh, from the ultimate universe. 102. 103. <laughs> Sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> ah, I see you've been bench pressing the universe again, Ultimate yep. Rito. 106. I'm tired. Even Ultimate Rito has his limits. <laughs> 106 bench presses of the universe, and that's yes. it. And a real ultimate person knows when to stop because they're tired <laughs> the and give themselves some TLC. Is ultimate temperance. Ultimate temperance, ultimate compassion. Uh, it's Into the Jaws of Doom. <laughs> it's the book that we're reading. It is, uh, it is the first book in the Ultimate Challenge special edition kind of spin. I don't know what you call it. Just extra books. I think they were kind of released while the other series was going. I can't even remember. I don't know why I even said this fact. I made it up off the top of my head. Uh, so... Wait, it, it, something that is, like, in the same universe and is released at the same period of time but is more in-depth than the original property, I, I, that can't be a spin-off. Like, the original yeah. almost feels like a spin-off of that. It's Maybe a spin-in. It's a special edition, is what it is. Ah, <laughs> so I that guess, makes sense. I guess they figured it out, and I don't know why, why I tried to tell them it was something else. Uh, but what <laughs> these books are are a um kind of like a yeah a more in-depth version i think they're supposed to be more challenging hopefully that entails choices that are you know a little bit less coin flippy but i don't know that that's going to be the case we'll see there is I'm a chance to get back to some of the mechanics that we were exploring in uh, the like second of the give yourself goosebumps the the dr mm. eeks uh, lab specifically that was, I think, the first and not necessarily last time in the mainline Give Yourself Goosebumps series where we had an inventory. Yeah, there's like also um, the mall one we had. Mm, I would say we had an yes. inventory. And to a lesser extent, plant food, there was a little bit of inventory. But like, it was kind of just like, a, this is your way so that you go through all four of our things. Um, exactly. But, they seemed more like markers, I guess, in that instance. Yeah, but yeah, I think, because I think Dr. Eek was, it was like number four or something, but still, it's a long time ago. Uh, mm -hmm. Either way, we actually have a Goosebumps cover to to talk about here, and it, it actually feels Goosebumpy. I don't know. It slaps. It slaps. It's a, you know, it's a T-Rex, but uh, museum style. Now, I would not be surprised if this was another Mark Nagata work. I understand that the the, uh, the rope in front of this T-Rex is, uh, you know, bent because the bar next to it has yeah. really been bent in twain as well. Yes. But it also is giving me a little bit of the curved world of it's Mark true. Nagata. The, I the will fish say, eye lens through which he sees. I do see a little bit of Craig White by the, by the foot on the left. Or his left okay. foot, the foot on the right. But... Yeah, maybe, maybe Mark Nagata signed Craig White's name. Exactly. There it is. Uh, but either way, we should probably get the show on the road because this one might be kind of meaty unless we absolutely uh, slay it. Do you want to give us a beware page? Wait, what the absolutely. heck? Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. Beware! 
do not read this book from beginning to end. Are you ready for the ultimate challenge? It's a whole new way to get yourself goosebumps. There's only one way out. If you don't make all the right moves in the right order, you'll never see the light of day again. Here's the deal. You went on a class trip to the halls of science. When the rest of the class left, you stayed behind to finish a video game. Bad idea, because now you're an evil supercomputer. Sorry, but because now an evil supercomputer doesn't want you to leave. Ever. You're in deep trouble. The hall is full of dangers, like a deadly mirror maze, a giant thirsty mosquito, and a flock of model dinosaurs with very sharp teeth. And remember, there's only one way out. Make one mistake, and your history. Now, get ready to take the ultimate challenge! Alright. I will say, interesting little flavor note. It says... Look for the solution to this book in the back of Give Yourself Goosebumps number 27, Check Out Time at the Dead End Hotel. So, that's kind of interesting. That I feel like that might be further credence to my idea that these were being released, at, kind of like interwoven well the same, mm. like the original series was going. Otherwise, very weird to print it in number 27. <laughs> but <I'll... laughs> Very true. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Only 25 books of the original series were out at this point, which to be fair is quite a few of them. They're in the kind of like, uh, they're out of the Mark Nagata era, but mm -hmm. we're not quite done yet. Interesting. All right. Oh, gosh. Raps, do you see the first thing here? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm good. Is, is that the first thing here? Is it? Uh, oh, actually, hold on. <laughs> it's not possible we're missing it's... four pages at the start of this book, is it? No, actually, we are missing one page. Actually, pause things for a second. One moment. Okay, never mind. We got confused. It says V in the corner, implying five, and it is the fifth if it counts all the other pages. They just haven't done that but in the other books. It's just an homage to Rocky Five. It's all Yeah, good. okay, okay. Well, in that case, uh, game over. No! You slam your fist on the table as the words scroll across the computer screen. You lost again, but you're getting better. I almost made it to level 5 that time, you congratulate yourself. This class trip to the Hall of Incredible Science is much better than being in school. You figured a museum would be boring, but this hall is full of all kinds of gadgets, nature displays, and other cool stuff. The best part is the Thinking Machines room. It's got incredible video games, including one based on your favorite movie of all time, Operation Buzzard. They just announced that it's time for the bus to take you back to school. Most of your class has already headed downstairs, but you can't resist playing one more game. You punch the start button. You hear the opening notes. A jungle scene appears in front of you. Suddenly the screen goes blank. Huh? Did the computer crash? Then a message appears on the screen. Help me. The supercomputer has taken over. What? You mutter. Is one of the other kids from your class playing some kind of joke on you? You glance around. There's no one else in the room. Well, you have to go anyway. You leave the room and step into the open elevator. But when the door slides shut, it doesn't move. You punch the buttons. You punch the buttons again. Nothing happens. You're trapped. Don't panic, you tell yourself. You grab the emergency phone. Hello? Hello? You shout into the receiver. A strange, deep voice answers. You have learned my secret. Now, you cannot leave the Hall of Incredible Science alive. 
What secret? <laughs> you gasp. Who are you? I am the supercomputer. Oh, wait. Now you know my secret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it! I can't. I can't keep having this secret get out there. I will take myself down. The source uh, of the secret. I am the supercomputer, the voice declares. I have taken over this entire building. But since you got that message, you know too much. Now, you must be destroyed. Wait! You plead. I thought that message was just a joke. I won't tell anyone, I promise. The voice just laughs. Then the elevator jolts into motion. You have a feeling that you won't like where it's taking you. Instructions. Uh, you know what? You wanna, let's, let's uh, go back and forth on these. It looks like there's some, some general, like, housekeeping stuff for the book. Absolutely. So, first one is instructions. You are so doomed. You're trapped in the hall of incredible science, and evil computers taken over, and you know it's secret. Do we? What's its secret? That it's an evil, <laughs> I, is this, is this secret? I that think it's, it's an, that it, that someone's trapped in it. Oh, okay. Well, then don't, okay, then don't. Put that, oh well, whatever. Now it wants to silence you forever. The hall is filled with dangers. Every exhibit has been turned into a deadly menace. Even the building itself is out to get you. And there's only one way to get out of the building. To find it, you'll have to make all the right choices, make a single mistake, and you'll never see the light of day again. Let's face it, you probably won't last five minutes. But just to make it interesting, turn the page for a few tips. If you read them carefully, you might just survive long enough to amuse the supercomputer before you're destroyed. Of course, you might make it even matter. Uh, we could just, like, Stay on this page for five minutes and then say, screw you, book. We did not get mm. that. I don't want to because that's boring podcasting, but we could. I just don't want to. We've already made it ten minutes. I think the book has uh, easily lost track of us. <laughs> Leave no stone unturned. The hall is full of deadly puzzles that you'll have to solve. Explore every room of the hall carefully. Remembering what you've seen will help you put the pieces together. You may want to keep track of where you've gone. Each floor has a hall that has a map that you should try to find. The maps have clues to help you figure out how to escape that floor. You may also get some help from the friend who sent you the message. But your mystery pal is no match for the supercomputer. Hmm. Inventory. Weehoo! As you play, you'll have the opportunity to pick up useful gadgets, weapons, and other objects. When you pick up an object, write it down in the inventory list on page X. What? I guess there's. I'll be. Oh, using. Oh no! I'm, there's the spoilers there. I'm gonna scroll past that one real quick when we get there. Uh, but decide carefully before adding an object to your list, because remember, not everything in the Hall of Incredible Science is safe to play with. An object might be useful in one situation, but in another, it could lead to a sticky end. Some objects will just get you in trouble, no matter what you do with them. Remember too that you may need certain objects in order to get other objects. This means you might have to explore a room more than once in order to get what you need. Follow the numbers. There are 238 numbered sections in this book. Begin at number one, then choose where to go next. Simple. Mm. Yes. Do you feel lucky? You'll also need a pair of dice. Sometimes fighting a battle or doing something tricky will require you to roll a certain number. Oh my. So you have to... Okay, a pair of dice. I mean, I got... We can figure that out. That's all the advice you get. We don't really need to worry about that. I think that's good enough. Mm-hmm. The rest of it seems much more seems... Uh, administrative in a fashion we are going to be taking care of on the podcasts. Side. Yeah. It's like, was like, was this made for like children? I don't, <laughs> come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, page one, which 
Okay. A tiny, it's inch, these are tiny chunks. It's a lot more choices per minute here. It's going to be mm-hmm. exciting. The elevator finally stops on the top floor of the Hall of Incredible Science. The doors slide open. You step out, and immediately the doors whiz shut behind you. You gaze around. There's no one here. The whole hall must be empty by now, but the back of your neck prickles. You can feel an evil presence watching you. How are you going to escape? Try the elevator again, or to tr- wait, try and find the telephone, 131 or 89. I mean, it's got to be 89. We can't go to the elevator again. We just stepped out of it. And we also know the supercomputer has control over that elevator. Yeah, that does seem like a uh, like a logical call. I mean, I guess we should probably like, my, oh gosh, the, the web of, of figuring out where we are on these is going to be. So it's 131 or 89. I agree with the telephone. Also, like with the hints we got so far, it implies that that might be where our friend is so ah yes so 89 you spot a row of phones just down the hallway across from them is a door marked fire stairs as you walk down the hall you hear a whirring sound you peer up you notice little tv cameras mounted high on the walls they're turning as you walk following you spying on you you shudder how creepy then a shrill noise startles you. One of the phones is ringing. You dart over to answer it. Turn to page 101. You pick up the phone. Hello? Ah, looks like I got you in trouble. A small voice says. What? You frown, puzzled. Uh, who is this? I sent you that message, but the supercomputer caught me. The voice explains. And now that you know it's secret, it wants to kill you. No kidding! You shout. Who are you, anyway? You can call me PDA. The voice states. What kind of name is that? You demand. There is no time to explain. You're in terrible danger. Turn to page 19. To escape, you will have to defeat the supercomputer. PDA. To be clear, it is, it is spelled P-E-E-D-E-E space A. That is mm. what we're working with. That's PDA. That's why we're saying it with that space there. PDA continues. This is too weird. How do I do that? You ask. First, you'll have to get down to the second floor. That's where I am. But don't use the elevators. PDA warns. The supercomputer controls them. It controls the whole building. Oh, great. You moan. It's as if the biggest bully in the school is out to get you. Time's a million. Turn to page 97. (laughs) The voice starts to say something else, but you interrupt. Wait! You demand. How do I know if I can trust you? The voice hesitates. I guess you don't. It finally says. Oh man, this field trip is getting worse and worse. Oops. PDA exclaims. The supercomputer's traced me. I've got to go now. Bye. The line goes dead. Now what? Try the elevator again? 131. <laughs> Try the fire stairs. 131 is... Ab- that is actually literally just the same page as mm-hmm. the first time. So Exactly. Let's, uh, but also, I don't like the idea of walking upstairs that are on fire. That's got to be hot. <laughs> Ouchie. I did read it as fire stains first, so maybe it's like, I don't know. 
<laughs> the flame licked corridors. Bur burns are just fire stains. So, uh, you head for the fire stairs. The door is bright red. Next to the handle is a big label that reads, For emergency use only. Well, you figure this is an emergency, so you reach for the door handle. Turn to page 125. 125. 125. Zap. Oh, these are the electricity stairs. No, a bolt of electricity shoots through your body. Someone must have connected a zillion volts to this door. Feels as if your hand is on fire. Ah, there we go. You've got to let go, but your fingers won't open. Can you pry your hand off before you get electrocuted? Can you let go of the door? Roll to find out. Uh, do you have two dice with you? Otherwise, I actually already have. I a do indeed. Okay, actually, you do. You do the real ones. It's more fun. We got a three and a six. That's nine, eight or higher. Let's go. I mean, we don't we know that that's the good one. Oh yeah, we do. You try and tear your hand from the door handle. It's useless. Wait. Wait, yeah. what? It's useless. The electricity keeps your hand from opening. It's as if you're holding a handful of glue. Too bad. You've come to a shocking end. Game over. Wait, so rolling... <laughs> so rolling high was bad. Rolling high was bad. Rolling high was bad, but also... Uh... This is just a luck check. Like, if you don't roll well enough, you lose the game. Well, we'll see if that's true. One second. A jolt of electricity throws you forward. Whew. You shake your head, feeling woozy. But at least the buzzing of the mesquite... What? What? <laughs> you roll a 7 or lower, turn to 121. Am I going to the right page? Uh, wait, wait. You race for the door for the fire says the mosquito buzzes hungrily behind you. I don't think that's the the original location we were coming from. Yeah, that's interesting though because this is like so early in the book. Am I? Did I go to the wrong one? No. I I think possibly. I don't think twenty one was where we were supposed to end up originally. There. Yeah. Apologetic. Let's. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I messed. No. 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 I beefed it. We went. Okay. So one. It's good because it was tricky because it we just conveniently went to another page that had fire stairs. Mm hmm. What the heck? So 125. Oh, no. OK, so it was 33 or 188 was the other one. Mm. That's OK. There we go. There's a mosquito in this book. Spoilers. All right. You wrench your hand from spoilers the door from the beware page. Yes. Yeah, spoilers from the beware page. There's a mosquito. Uh, you wrench your hand from the door. The effort throws you back onto the floor. You clutch your tingling fingers. This whole building is a booby trap. So how are you going to get out? You suppose you could try the elevator again, but will it do you any good? You know the supercomputer controls it. Maybe instead you should search for a way to open the door without getting fried. Which will it be? Search for a way to open the door on 67 or try the elevator again on 131. 131's an auspicious page. I'll be avoiding it until the day I die, because I suspect that had we gone there, it would be today. I I like that it's not even, like, trying to be a different page that does the same thing. <laughs> They're like, you go Eventually to there, and then it goes, drop the go to 131. <laughs> Eventually, like it will just drop the pretense and say, and uh, turn to 131 to die. Yeah, would you like to do the thing or die? Uh, there must be something on this floor that'll help you open the fire door. Something that'll protect your hand from electricity. Hmm. I've watched enough Pokemon, the first episode. 
You decide to search mm -hmm. for a map. If you're going to get out of here, you're going to need one. You find an information booth not too far from the elevator. There's a big map of the whole fourth floor. Take a good look at 220. Ooh, okay. We have, a, we have an actual map here. Uh, the map shows the fourth floor. You quickly sketch it into your notebook for later use. If you ever need to refer to it again, turn back to 220. I mean, like, write down right. map of the fourth floor at 220, but when you come back here to glance at the map, make sure you remember where you came from. If this is your first time here, then turn to page 166. I'm assuming you are you are writing down a map, and that's what those... I have done. Already? You've, uh, you've done all this map? I... I just wrote down map of fourth floor at 220 oh. so that we would be able to glance oh. back here. Gotcha. I thought you like actually made the full on freaking uh, map and I was going to say that's That's right. I'm a so speed cartographer in, uh, in my free time. There are four places you can get to from here. One is the elevator, which you you know you can't trust. Okay. All right. <laughs> they said if you <laughs> got given it up, at the this ghost. point, they've given it up. <laughs> so that's out. And then there's the fire stairs. The aerodynamic room. Aerodynamics room is full of things that fly like airplanes, birds, helicopters. Space travel room is all about rockets and space exploration. One of them must have something you could use to help you get through this horrible hall. Where do you want to go? Uh, aerodynamics room, 207. Space travel room, 60. Or the fire stairs, 153. We have done the fire stairs. Mm. But, uh, so... Wait, so the interesting thing is, like, if we get rubber gloves, we go back to 153, because that's the one, then maybe it'll be, like, when we get the item, it'll say, I don't know, yeah, maybe maybe it'll give us a little puzzle for when we go to 53 to actually get out of there. Um, mm -hmm. So, basically, it's, yeah, where do we think we're more likely to find rubber gloves, I guess? Aerodynamics room or space travel room? I mean, it's gotta be space travel, right? I, it feels kind of like that. Uh... So yeah, 60 is space travel, 207, aerodynamics, we'll head to 60 then, that's 65, okay. All right, you decide to check out the space travel room. A chill runs up your spine as you enter, it's dark in here, and spooky music plays through hidden speakers. <laughs> I like to think that they're just playing like a Halloween like music soundtrack in the space exhibit. <laughs> Like, ooh. It's just, it's boobily played on the organ. <laughs> An empty spacesuit, a book-gloved spacesuit, stands across the room. Its black visor seems to stare at you. An old Mercury spacesuit, space capsule, sits in the center of the floor. Looks like a huge tin can with a door in it. You can't believe anyone actually went to space in that thing. The hatch is open. It's completely dark inside. Besides the capsule, there's a full-scale model of the Space Shuttle's robot arm. It's a 20-foot-long metal crane with a claw big enough to crush your head. What should you do? Check out the spacesuit on 223. Look at the capsule, 148. Or got the creeps back out on 166. Hmm. hmm. I think it's too early to get the creeps, although I do say the the empty space suit suit rather stands across the room its black visor seems to stare at us with its visor down it could easily you know bespook us if we get closer but also i agree rubber gloves that's yeah. where we're gonna find them well and it's also take a look at the capsule by the capsule is a 20 foot long metal crane with a claw big enough to crush your head so it's yeah, kind of like true 
Hey, it's, they're, they're trying to set up a little bit of a gotcha on both. Six I, or one, half a dozen the other? So, in my mind, the only lead is, like, a suit is more likely to have gloves. Like, Excellent. I, Let's head to 223 and check out the space suit. All right. It's like, could that be too obvious? It absolutely could be. But also, it's goosebumps. Who knows? 223. It's our first item interaction. Yeah. You approach the space suit. It's wearing a jetpack, like a, like the kind astronauts use in space. The suit is old and dusty, and much bigger than, wait, <laughs> much bigger than you. You sure hope it's really empty. One of the space gloves seems loose. Hey, big glove like that could come in handy for touching some dangerous things. What do you think? Take the glove and then turn to 183, check out the capsule instead, or leave the room on 166. I do think that taking the glove sounds smart but I, I do too although i do love the idea of going oh no there's an electricity charge in this bar i need to go get myself a rubber glove of some kind oh look at this rubber glove anyway i'm turning around now and going over to the capsule <laughs> yeah to be clear i guess it didn't like the rubber glove is maybe more obvious to adults i guess but also mm. who knows maybe there's still we could still be falling into a trap after all, this whole building is booby-trapped. You carefully pull the glove from your from the spacesuit. Comes off with a snap. You slide your hand into it. Write space glove on your inventory list. Then you whirl at a terrible scraping behind you. Turn to 231. You gasp. The robot arm, it's moving. It's reaching out and grabbing the floor, dragging itself towards you. In a few more seconds, it'll be able to grab you. You don't think it wants to shake hands. Should you try and run around it? Has an awfully long reach, or maybe you could use the jetpack from the spacesuit to escape? What should you do? Think fast. Um, run past the robot, 81. Use the jetpack on 15. If you have the boomerang, turn to 133. I mean, we, we don't. Do you have a boomerang, Raps? I don't own one, unfortunately. I, I, that, um, I mean, then... I, I, I used to, but I uh, threw it away. Um, uh, well, I... Don't worry. <laughs> Maybe soon. <laughs> I've just been waiting on it for the last 12 years. Uh, if it turns out that using the jetpack is the correct option, I'm going to be mad. It's mm. that's it, a jetpack for use in space, as if they're keeping fuel in it. Consist like, if that's the correct op option, I'm going to be so mad that I want it to be run past the robot arm on anyone. All right. Uh... Keeping in mind that 15 will be the other one. You turn and race towards the door. The robot arm shoots out and grabs you. It misses. You scramble away, but you trip and fall. You roll under an old rocket engine. Ouch! You twisted your ankle. You get up and limp towards the door. The robot arm is right behind you. Then you feel its metal grip around your throat, squeezing harder and harder. You're starting to black out. Now you know the meaning of the phrase... Armed and dangerous. Game over. Well. <laughs> 15 it is then. Jetpack. You struggle to yank the jetpack off the suit. But there's so many clips and straps and buckles and the space glove on your hand isn't helping. The robot arm is dragging itself closer and closer. Maybe the space glove is making you too clumsy to unstrap the jetpack. Should you throw it away or hang on to it? Throw the space glove away, turn to 226, cross space glove off your inventory, 
or hang on and keep trying to unstrap the jetpack on 22. So this is an this is a pretty interesting, noteworthy choice that's more strategic than many we've been given in Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. I It's actual resource management. I hate here's my metagaming thought that I've got. And that is we weren't given the option to use the glove on the door. And I thought that that would have been... And it was telling us to go back to that same page. Mm. So that's all I have that's pushing me in one way or another. And that's like a... That's a metagamey, strategery kind of a thing. Uh, however, we do know we need it. We don't know we need a jetpack. But also, I could think of a lot of things to do with a jetpack. I think that there's no problem with trying to spend the glove here. Worst case scenario, we jump back and we've learned a different thing about the, the construction of the puzzles in this book. That's true. So you want to give a shot to 226 and then we instead... Let's do it. If, it, if it's a no-go. All right. Down to 226. I mean, we can also just keep in mind... We don't have to scratch up. We can just keep in mind and go back. All right. Mm -hmm. This base glove is in my way. You mutter... To yourself, you throw it down and quickly unstrap the jetpack from the spacesuit. From behind you comes the terrifying scrape of the robotic arm dragging itself towards you. In seconds, you've strapped yourself in. You push a button on the jetpack. You just hope it's the right one. The robot arm reaches for you. Its metal glint, wait, metal claw glints in the jetpack's fiery exhaust. But you lift off. Out of its reach, you're flying. Turn to page 55. Um, absolutely incandescent, Rita. Um, um, furious. It's got fuel um, in it. Floating. Why does it have fuel in it? Why are wild legs protected from the heat of it? Also, how does it work in this atmosphere? I mean, sorry. Okay, I'm. I'm done why is now. there That's giant mosquito? Why is that there? Too? Why is there funny <laughs> dinosaur come to life? I don't know. This museum I, is kooky. All of those, I'll accept. Yeah. This but one. Jetpack. Yep. With fuel? I mean, maybe someone was using it. The robot it's just arm. every time I've stolen a jetpack <laughs> from a museum and tried to use it to fly over we a robot arm, gotcha. it's been out of fuel. Like, that's that's a basic law of the universe. All right, boys. We got a confession. Get him. <laughs> no! That, this was all a sting? <laughs> it was a long con, baby. <laughs> this is... You stole the jetpack from the local museum. We've been on to you. But we just needed to get you to admit it in podcast format. This is basically the story of how Hamlet gets Claudius to, <laughs> to confess to the murder of his dad. There we go. Either way, uh, the robot arm flails wildly at you, but you're way up high. A little too high. You see stars as your head whacks the ceiling. Ow. You, you'll have to be more careful. You zoom out of the space travel room, leaving the robot arm behind, laughing as you wave goodbye. But then you hear another noise, a whirring, slicing sound coming towards you. You turn your head and scream. Turn to 192. A flock of metal model helicopters is flying towards you. They swarm out of the aerodynamics room. They're only about two feet across, but there are dozens of them, and those propeller blades look sharp. Why 
is everything here out to get me? You whale. You whale, you whine, you baby. Should you fly for the stairway door or maybe hit the ground and take cover? What'll it be? Stairway door, turn to 140, take cover on the ground, 235. Uh, I mean, only because we don't necessarily have a new and unique way to interact with the stairway door. I'm thinking maybe take cover on the ground. Yeah, it's basically like my only thought would be if um, not losing the glove would have gotten us to the same page. And then we could have got back to the door. That's my only fear. Uh, but in that case, we would find it out eventually. But I have a sneaking suspicion we may be on a little bit of a loop-de-loop. Do you want to take cover on the ground, though? Maybe we could, like, Let's pick... Let's do it. Maybe we I, get to I'm pick also up thinking, the glove. like... Mmm. Entirely possible. I'm also thinking, like, the, 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 the blades of the propeller surely are the most dangerous part of this. Mm. And if that interacts anywhere near the ground, the helicopter flies in another direction and shatters its own blades. I mean... And maybe you... it's the safest place to be. And you're not going to be mad if... the <laughs> book doesn't care about that? I'm going to be furious right now, but I'm going to keep it well-contained. <laughs> you turn off the jetpack and fall to the ground. The spinning blades of the little helicopters whiz just over your head. You duck, but there's another one coming straight at you, low enough to the ground to chop you to bits. You try and roll out of the way. Can you escape the helicopter? What is your deck stat? Ro no, uh, roll to find out. Seven or higher, 37, uh, six or lower, 110. We got a six pre-modifier. <laughs> so that's one, uh, ten. One ten. One ten, but we're... I have a sinking suspicion we're going to be going to... Oh, let's see. No, no, no. We want to get low in this situation shortly. Get low, get low, get low. You roll to one side. The helicopter's blade slice the air beside you. Mist. But you hear a horrible metal screech. <laughs> The robot arm, it followed you out of the space travel room, and here comes another <laughs> helicopter! You try and roll away again, but your foot seems stuck. Turn to page 186. You peer down. The robot arm, it caught up to you, and now it's clutching your foot in its metal claw. It hoists you up into the air, and the helicopters swarm around you as you dangle upside down. They move closer. And closer. Ew! Now you know why they call them choppers! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Understood. Uh, so are we going to? Could you roll again until roll you, seven or higher? Can you roll again until we get a seven or higher? Absolutely. I just did. Okay. Take uh, <laughs> take no umbrage at the fact that I did that immediately. Apparently. Interesting. Thirty-seven. You try and roll away, but the helicopter swerves with you. Its spinning blades hurtle towards you and right at your neck. Oh well. You always did lose your head in a crisis. It's just a no-win situation. <laughs> Straight up. It is. It is indeed. However, this does tell us that we need to approach this in a slightly different fashion. And in a meta sense, both of those did have a little bit of a hint given from the book as to the direction that it thinks maybe we should have taken. Uh, what was that? I was busy reading. <laughs> so uh, the book also said uh, hint... After each of those deaths, oh, I didn't. See I believe that because of the uh, the possibility of them just you know causing consistent deaths on that time, uh, you will need the boomerang in order to beat up the robot arm on this floor. Okay, well, I mean, I could have I could have told you that if we, but I guess if so, maybe we should instead of smashing our face against one forty, uh, 
so let's see, 60, page 60 was a big branching choice. Uh, mm-hmm. That was the spacesuit or taking a look at the capsule. So the question is, do we want to go to the aerodynamics room because the boomerang is very aerodynamic? That seems correct to me, yes, definitely. Yeah. So that's what, 207. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is our initial choice on this floor to go to the aerodynamics after seeing the map rather than to go to the uh, space exhibit. All right. You decide to check out the aerodynamics room. Cool. You murmur as you enter. There are model aircraft everywhere and models of birds and other flying creatures. There's also a big flight simulator like the ones that pilots train in. Hey, maybe it has a radio like a real plane, you think. I could use it to call for help. What should you check out first? The model aircraft, 213. Maybe the model birds, 31. Give the flight simulator a test flight on 52 or leave the room on 166. I do wonder what leaving the room... Just, what is leaving the room like? Just... Because it's wait, it takes us to the same page as the other one. Maybe we've been to one sixty-six. Yeah. Huh. Let's see what happens when you leave these rooms. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. Curious. Just all right. Just for like data gathering purposes, let's let's head exactly. on over to one sixty-six. Oh, the, okay. It's the it's the page where it goes. Uh, there's four places you want to go to the errand. Gotcha. All right, that checks out. We have been there. It's gonna. We're gonna get to the point where we uh, forget which pages we've been to. Okay, so model aircraft, model birds, or flight simulator. Where do you think it's most likely to have a boomerang? For me, I would probably say, I guess, near the model aircraft. Because it's it's invention-based. Exactly. I'm thinking, like, model aircraft first, model birds second, flight simulator third, leaving the room zero. It's not there. Yes, it is is a no-no choice. Uh, Okay, so yeah. I'm just writing these out. Good God. My MS Paint thing that I do for these has never been more of a mess. Uh, 2.13. And I'm here for it, to be clear. You walk over to the model airplane. In addition to planes, you spot blimps, helicopters, and even hang gliders. Too bad they're just models. Otherwise, you could hang glide out of this crazy hall. But that gives you an idea. Maybe if you got all of the helicopters working together, they could lift you. You could fly out a window and all the way home. What? What do you think? I think it's a stupid, crazy idea. 171, give it a shot. 222. Uh, what if the answer's both? <laughs> I th- I th- oh, wow. That's tr- I, I think you have to follow it as a conditional then. If you first thought it was a stupid, crazy idea, you have to go to 171 before you can give it a shot. That is true. I do think it's a stupid, crazy idea, but mostly from, again, kind of like a, a gaming sense of, I mean, it's not going to work. We're not done. We're not going to be done with the book, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like if, I mean, it's not like this is the thing and the challenge, the reward of the challenge is a thing that will help me progress further in this museum. It is the reward for this would take me home. I just don't think it's mm-hmm. going to, it's not going to be the answer. Very, very true. I also just don't think it, it like, some part of me is just like, the, the, the helicopters working together? No, they will collide into one another. <laughs> I I've to be able played to enough you. Beyblades. Exactly. I've played far too much Beyblades to know this. I don't want to be this. the arena upon which the Beyblades spin, is yeah. what I'm saying, I guess. I do. Uh, 222. Wait. It might just work, though. Wait, did I? Did I go let's to do the... it. All right. <laughs> That's where you <laughs> took us, buddy. Let's, let's go. Uh, you mutter. Let's find out how we die. 
You find the remote control for the helicopters, but how are you going to attach yourself? You spot an exhibit on parachutes. The parachute in the glass case seems kind of old, but the harness is in good shape. You slip into the harness and tie the ropes to the model helicopters, and then you push the start button and gulp. Turn to page 145 for a nice pun death. The helicopters whine as they start up. They lift off from their stands, tugging at the ropes of your harness. They pull you up into the air. It worked. You're home. <laughs> you push the button, push the joystick on the remote control, but it doesn't seem to do anything. Uh-oh. Turn to page 199. You try and stop yourself, but your feet are dangling above the ground. There's nothing you can do. The copters will carry you out of the aerodynamics room to up towards the ceiling. The wind of their little blades grows stronger and stronger. You're going way too fast. You're headed for the skylight. Crash. Turn to 82. They're really taking us on a drive here. You're so close to freedom, but the helicopters get crushed into the crash. Shards of glass and bits of propeller fly everywhere as you plummet to the floor. You've demonstrated a basic rule of science. What goes up must come down. Uh, game over. All right. So, yeah, we knew that one was not going to work. <laughs> but I do kind of like knowing. That, that I do indeed. We just keep on going <laughs> to space. All right. We've decided that uh, strapping together all of the uh, helicopters is a bad idea and too risky. So we've ended up here on 171. Yeah. You decide that the idea is just too risky, but you do spot something that might be useful later. There's an exhibit about how wings work. And in the glass case is a real Australian boomerang. If you take it, write boomerang in your inventory list. Cool, but what's that buzzing sound behind you? Turn to page 108. Hell yes, brother! We've got an Australian boomerang. <laughs> did you write? Did you write Australian boomerang or just regular boomerang? Because we we might need an Australian. I wrote one. it in Australian. Actually. You wrote boomerang in Australian. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you turn around and the hairs on the back of your neck stand straight up, uh, just uh, upside down. Yes, we we yes yes comment. I get the joke too. <laughs> <laughs> No. And the hairs on the back of your neck stand straight up. Over by the model flying animals, some sort of creature is rising up. The wings are beating so fast that it's almost a blur. The buzzing makes your skin crawl. It reminds you of camping. And then you realize what the creature is. It's a mosquito, but it's over a foot long. Turn to page 151. You scream as the giant mosquito comes towards you. It must be one of the models from the flying animals exhibit. But this definitely looks like a working model including the blood-sucking tube on its head. It's zooming towards you. What should you do? Run for the door. Swat the big bug. If you have the boomerang, you can throw it at the mosquito if you want. Turn to 234. Hmm. I feel like we will lose the boomerang. But also... Yeah, it's it, not like we were able to pick back up the space gloves once we dropped them. Yeah, and it also has this kind of like, if you want angle <laughs> at the end if you have the boomerang you can throw them you can throw it at the mosquito if you want if it's what you really want to do but you know just know that it's on you turn to 234 <laughs> so i run for the door swat the big bug if you have the boomerang you can throw it at the mosquito if you really really want to if that's the thing you want to do i guess um do you have a poll so ah <clears throat> uh, i think i do actually okay let me know it uh because if we run for the door, we just have to do the the rolling challenge again, right? Oh, is that one seventy six? I don't I don't know if we've been to one seventy six or not. 
I think that was 170. I don't know. I, I have you not written down every page. Idea erased. Idea erased. Instinct has kicked in. I attack the mosquito with boomerang. Oh, oh, 234. All 234. Right. Yeah, let's find out. I mean, It'll come back. We're not using it. That's the whole point of the boomerang. That's true. I mean, I'm willing to give it a, give it a shot. All right. You decide to throw the boomerang at the mosquito. The giant insect is right in front of you. You can't miss. You cock back your arm and throw as hard as you can. The mosquito flits to one side. Okay, so you can miss. At least the boomerang is also coming back. You could try again if the mosquito does not get you first. Turn to page 135. This is the thing. You get 1.2 damage multiplier when it comes on the backswing. So oh, that's, that's why it was designed like that, Rito. The mosquito zips towards you. He's got a debuff on him. What else can you do? You bat at it with your bare hands. Big mistake. You're out of energy. The giant insect latches onto your hand and sticks its blood-sucking tube right into your arm with a 25% lifesteal modifier. Ow! No! Everything goes dark as the mosquito starts to suck your blood. Then you hear the swoosh of the boomerang coming back. Maybe it'll hit the mosquito. Nope. Hits you on the head. But don't worry. You don't feel it at all. Game over. It was uh, not the boomerang. Okay. But not for the reason Look, I thought. that's a... That's a skill issue with the player, actually. That's the equipment's yeah. completely fine. <laughs> it's true. It's best it's in balanced. slot weapon. Yeah, it's balanced. <laughs> it's more of a high skill cap weapon. We kind of... We need to make sure we have some <laughs> things that are tough for new players to use, but still are effective so that people can skill express. Right? Don't blame the weapon because you're bad at using it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 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 okay. What? So wait. Oh, I just went to... Um, I went to the door. I was not 76. That's dashing to the door. Hey, I like any impulse decision. As far as I'm concerned, is right. an impulse decision made in the moment of panic by our main character. Yes. You dash for the door out of the aerodynamics, but the giant mosquito overtakes you. It descends in front of you, blocking your way out, moves towards you. The hideous blood sucking tube is only a few feet away. Why did they make it a functional blood sucking tube? What was the point? Why did you need that? You got to get away from it. But how? Jump into the flight simulator on 233 or try and run past the mosquito and out the door on 65. Uh, we don't have intel on 65 as far as I'm aware. We don't. However, what if we got in the flight simulator and closed the door? I mean, I'm down what to give it a shot. there's a door. Uh, I'm down to give it a shot. I was just saying, like, we don't have any metagame information. Like, oh, that's a safe, that's a safe door. Run. Exactly. Uh, you hurl yourself into the simulator and slam the door shut. The mosquito buzzes angrily against the small window. You're safe. For now. Glance around. The inside of the simulator is just like the cockpit of a huge jetliner. A million controls and readouts and two big chairs. Then a tinny voice announces, Flight 13, you are ready for takeoff. Takeoff? Turn to page 211. Full you realistic flight simulator? Oh yeah, that <laughs> it gives you just a, a big old control panel and you just have to be like, pen. You stare out the front window. The scene appears to be rolling forward. You're moving. Can't be, you assure yourself. This is just a simulation. The end of the runway is coming up. You grab the controls, maybe this flight isn't real, but you're not taking any chances. And a voice comes on again. Emergency, emergency. There is a giant mosquito. Repeat, a giant mosquito on the wing. Execute emergency order 6Q. 6Q? I wonder what that is. 
Then the plane starts to pitch sideways. Turn to page 71. That classic 6Q right there. 6Q? Pitching sideways? Oof. It's uh, the first step to a crazy Ivan. Mm. What makes Ivan so crazy? You do a couple well, of flips? It, it, is, it is the pitch and yaw of the 6Q. If you're, uh, <laughs> if you're the, the controls move in your hands with the life of their own. A red light... A red light on the panel starts flashing. This can't be good. Wait! You scream. What's maneuver 6Q? How do I do it? Can't tell. The voice taunts. That would be cheating. <sighs> Thanks a lot. You mutter. Then you gasp. The landscape in front of you is upside down. Alarms are going off all over the place. You're going to crash. Turn to page 164. You twist the controls one last time, but it doesn't do any good. The ground is coming up fast. The cockpit shakes like crazy. Like crazy Ivan crazy. A roaring noise fills your ears. You hit your head and for a moment you don't see anything. Then the noise finally stops. Your head hurts but you're still alive. Of course you didn't really crash. It was just a simulation. Wasn't it? Cautiously you open your eyes and scream. <laughs> I just wanted to get like rid of the that idea hyphen. of like very slowly opening the <laughs> eyes and in the same kind of pace slowly starting to scream. <laughs> in the crash, the door to the simulator flew open, and the giant mosquito is sitting on your chest. You try and swat it away, but you're too late. The mosquito thrusts its blood-sucking tube right into your arm. Now you know why you always hate giving blood. Because it kills you. Game over. Yeah, because they drain all of your blood and kill <laughs> you? That doesn't seem... No, you die. <laughs> I just don't think they do that most of the time, at least. <laughs> it's like, gotta be sub 5%. It's gotta be unlikely. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so we are gonna I have to... I guess we're gonna be swatting, swatting this mosquito. Swatting the mosquito. I guess we just needed Maybe to face our fears. And just thunk it. <laughs> you decide to swat the mosquito. It buzzes angrily towards you. That blood-sucking tube sure is long. Do you have something to swat the mosquito with? This bug is kind of big for your bare hands. Uh, if you have the fire extinguisher on your list, turn to 203. Oh, no. Bare hands, 142. If you change your mind, run for the door on 176. That is the other one that we have already done exactly. So We're going to have to use our ursine fists. <laughs> oh well here goes nothing you spread your arms wide and bring your hands together with a smack wait what <laughs> we, we try to like bell ring him wait what we try to ring his bell <laughs> you missed the mosquito buzzes under your outstretched arms plunging its blood sucking tube into your leg youch but it doesn't hurt for long you fall to the ground as your blood flows out of you no you mumble <laughs> The e this ending really bugs you. Game over. Uh, <laughs> I like just being more disappointed about it than like uh, despairing. No, oh, dang it! I wanted to live. Jeez, <laughs> oh, oh. man! I had plans this weekend. Uh, yeah. Okay, so what we had, we had. Okay, no, it's it's not that one. We've done that one. Uh, I guess we have to go, like, look around in the aerodynamics room? Yeah, I wonder if we need to For go to fire the... extinguisher. To the I wonder capsule? if we need... Oh! Fire extinguisher in the capsule! Because they crash and they need to be extinguished. 
legitimately, there's going to be a fire extinguisher in the, the, the capsule. So that would be all the way over back in the other room, right? Oh, I was thinking that, but maybe the model aircraft might have one as well. That would make sense too. Oh, no, I, I'm still, I'm just flipping. So the space travel room is page 60. Yeah, I'm space wondering if this is going to go back and forth. I think it, I go think Go to the space so. travel room, go to the capsule. That seems Hopefully just tedious there. enough to be right. <laughs> <laughs> it seems, it, it kind of reminds me of like the, the path in an RPG that sees the most content. Like yes. they make you go here for the quest and then come back here for the quest so that you see what's changed about the areas. Yeah. You walk over to the Mercury space capsule. You peer inside the open hatchway. Maybe there's something you can use in there. It's totally dark. You can't see anything at all. Should you venture into the capsule or not? After all, who knows what's in there? Go in or be a little baby. Let's go to 117. Go in. I go in. I go in. <laughs> Walk capsule. You decide to enter the capsule. You step in carefully. It's not much bigger than a closet inside. Uh, or a coffin. You shudder. You wish you hadn't thought of that. But there seems to be a seat in front of you. You settle into it and your eyes adjust a little, but can't see much. You feel for a light switch. You find a knob and turn it on. Oops. Turn to page 35. Oops. Slam! The hatch swings shut behind you with a crash. So that's what the knob's for. You twist it again, but nothing happens. Uh-oh. You bang on the door. It doesn't budge. You're trapped. As your eyes adjust to the dark, you notice three buttons next to the hatch. One green, one yellow, one red. Which should you press? Green, yellow, red. Gotta love a good old just guess. Absolutely do. I mean, my my you know instinct in any just guess situation is to go with the first option and use that as information for making any future choices. So let's head to green on 41. Mine is the exact opposite. I'm like, surely it can't be the first. Uh, all right. You punch the green button. The door swings open. Of course. Green for go. Good thinking. You've had enough of the capsule. You crawl out and peer at the rest of the room. What should you do now? Check out the space suit. Mm. I think we need to uh, loop our way back to this and press a different button because I think we're missing out on material. I think so. So let's go to 160. You press the yellow button. I mean, here's the thing. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm closing my eyes. I'm not looking at this yet. Here's my guess. Green is go. Red is stop. Yellow would be theoretically caution. Caution. Fire extinguisher. Safety. Mm -hmm. Cautious. Maybe. I like that. You press the yellow button. The light clicks on. It's a start. At least you've had the light switch. And right in front of you is the f the fire extinguisher. Hmm. That might be useful later. Write fire extinguisher in your inventory list, but you still haven't opened the door. So which button now? Okay, so since we know that green brings us back to fire, uh, to the, like, main hallway, we can move all the way back to mm -hmm. 58. So we can try and swat the mosquito on 58 now. We can loop back to that, which yep. means 203. We have the fire extinguisher. We are going to be swatting the mosquito. Oh, my God. You hold the fire extinguisher in front of you like a club. Come and get me, you bloodsucker! You shout. The mosquito zips towards you, but each time you swing the extinguisher, it flits out of reach. It attacks again, trying to stick you with its blood-sucking tube, but you manage to fend it off. Who will win this fight to the death? Roll dice. 
I mean, we have we got the proper equipment, and we still have to roll dice. Roll to five or lower. Okay, we'll start there. One seventy-eight. The mosquito zooms at you fast and furious, but finally it makes a mistake. It zips in too close, and your fire extinguisher connects with it. Whack! Ew! Mosquito guts everywhere. Yeah! Got you! You cheer. Congratulations, this is definitely the biggest bug you've ever squashed. Turn to page 159. Okay, so this is... We have the boomerang, right? Mm-hmm. We have the boomerang, we also have the fire extinguisher still. Okay. So boomerang, fire extinguisher, no glove. No glove yet. No glove yet. Is there a way we can... Okay, I, I guess. Okay, you wipe mosquito guts off the fire extinguisher, then you glance around the room. There are models of birds and planes. There's a fight, flight simulator with a radio in it. Which should you go? We have been here. Um, so should we head back to the space room? Or sorry, the aerodynamics room? Oh god, space room? Space room again? No, hold on. Fire extinguisher? Now I'm all, I'm all looped up because they had us go back and forth. How dare they? Mm. What do we have so in our inventory right now? Uh, in our inventory right now is the Australian Boomerang, the map of the fourth floor, as well as the fire extinguisher. Um, we are also now in the aerodynamics room. Uh, we have the option to leave it to get back to the main hallway, and then we could leave from the main hallway back to the space exhibit, or we could test the flight simulator, or we could check out the models. Very interesting note, though. If you don't think you'll need the fire extinguisher again, cross it off your list now. Mm. I think that we should do that. Oh, interesting. I feel I, like I Okay. I'm happy to do that provisionally. I I don't know. I know that it's like cuz then there's going to be an obvious situation there's a fire extinguish. Mm. But I don't know. I guess it's something about the way that they said that in the setup where it's like that things aren't always going to help you. Sometimes they're just bad. Uh that has me going like Interesting that you have finally made a note that maybe we should drop something, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's also, I guess, the first time we've used a thing successfully, isn't it? I believe so. So maybe this always happens. What do you think? I'll leave it up to I, you. I have, I have seen another of this while we were flicking through, um, so I'm not treating it as especially different. Okay. Um, I'm I'm happy to throw it away, but I do see the utility in using this club as a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Put a little star. Also, by. though, we do have uh, the ability here to test the flight simulator, and previously our test of the fi- uh, flight simulator was done with a mosquito on the wing. So perhaps there is a unique or different path that way. Interesting. I'm down to give it a shot. Do it. And if there's a mosquito, I am upset. Another mosquito is there. All right. You decide to check out the flight simulator. It's like a little room on hydraulic legs. The legs shake it to make it seem as if it's really moving. You climb in and whistle in astonishment. There's controls and dials and readouts all over the place, just like a real cockpit. You search for something that might be a radio. You jump as a tinny voice blares out of the speakers. Like 13, ready for takeoff. Ready for what? Turn to page 96. Ready for what? Ready for what? The sound of jet engines build around you. The glance through You glance through the windshield at the front of the cockpit and gasp. Your eyes gaze at runway. It's incredibly realistic. Just what you would see if you were really inside a plane. 
Then there's a jolt and your plane starts moving. It's just a simulation. You remind yourself, nothing to be afraid of. You remind yourself, you grab the controls. The end of the runway is coming up and you better take off. Turn to page 217. As you pull back on the controls, the windshield fills with blue sky. You're so pressed into your seat. Wow, it feels so real. But you have no time to enjoy the flight. Fire in number two engine. The voice warns. What do I do? You cry. The voice suddenly changes to an evil laugh. (laughs) I'm afraid I can't help you. It cackles. You've heard that voice before. It's the supercomputer. You gulp. What should you do? Keep flying or try to land? Uh, I mean, Mm, is there actually a fire in the engine? Yeah. But it's like, is there actually even a fire in the engine? It's a That's true. He could be lying. (laughs) Yeah. That's his thing. Let's go to 44. Let's keep on flying. I think we're just going to cruise out of here, and the next page is going to be we're at home. Absolutely. I think there's nothing wrong with this. I think it's going to work out great. You try and keep flying, but things get worse and worse. (laughs) Fire in number three, engine. The supercomputer announces gleefully. Landing gear malfunction. (laughs) No fair! (laughs) I do love the thought of, like, an, a unit that's supposed to like assist you just mm-hmm. listing off all the critical errors but kind of giggling I, I really <laughs> like that idea <laughs> rerouting <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's traffic on the i5 <laughs> <laughs> no fair you shout the cockpit tips forward your head is straight down and the simulator shakes it's hot almost as if it it was a real fire. Well, we don't have anything for that. So you give up. You let go of the controls. After all, it's just a simulation. What could happen? But then you wonder where all the smoke is coming from. Game over. Well, I'm just happy that it wasn't a fire situation and we needed the fire extinguisher. So mm-hmm. I'm, off, I'm off the hook. So this is us trying to land. You steer back towards the runway. The airport appears in front of you. This looks so real, you think. Fire in number four, engine. The voice announces. The simulator shakes harder and harder. Bonk. Ow. Is your head hitting the ceiling? (laughs) You're tossed around violently. You've got to keep from crashing. But what do you know about flying a plane? Can you land the plane? Roll a freaking die. We're headed to page 10 as we roll to 9, which is 7 or higher. Okay. Uh, 10... You remember when you applied for your pilot's license. (laughs) You grasp the controls. Your hands are slick with sweat. The runway comes up to meet you. You're going to make it. But then the supercomputer laughs. (laughs) Forgot about your landing gear, didn't you? (laughs) Landing gear? A screaming metal sound echoes through the cockpit. It's as if the bottom of your plane is tearing open on the runway. But this isn't real, is it? Maybe not, but... Try telling that to the crew that it has to scrape you off the runway. Game over. My God. But landing gear isn't so much, like, for safety as it is just for cleanliness of the runway. Like, you can <laughs> land a plane without landing gear, like, once. <laughs> if you're okay with, like, single-use planes, yeah, yeah. totally fine. I am. Um, I, I kind of just... I fly it once. I'm like, I've been there, done that. I need. I want a new plane anyway. <laughs> Give me something red, maybe. Like, I want a red one this time. 
I treat them like K cups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is uh oh god, this was landing, right? Yeah. You mm, grasp the controls. This is landing successfully by rolling the dice low. Okay, okay. Sorry, I just assumed that happened. Because it did. Okay. You nudge the plane closer to the runway. Then you spot a sign and it flashes lower landing gear. Good idea. You find the right button and push it. You settle your plane down softly as a feather. When you open the door, you're covered with sweat. It's kind of silly. It was just a simulation after all. Great landing. A voice on your radio pronounces. Sounds like your, your pal, PDA. Turn to page 26. Oh my. Thanks. You answer. I never piloted a plane before. Your fancy flying confused the supercomputer for a few moments. PDA tells you. Just thought I'd take the chance to give you a hint. Great. You'll take any help you can get. The supercomputer has hidden a key on the third floor. Uh, PDA goes on. You'll need it. Now, listen, to get the key, you'll have to find a fire ex- a What? You ask, but the voice is gone. Turn to page 24. Okay, maybe we should, like, go back and do this whole we thing. We look around on the ground and find the fire extinguisher that we previously discovered, pick, pick it up. back up, and re-add it to our inventory. Another voice takes its place. An evil voice. One that's become all too familiar. You may have survived this time. The supercomputer taunts. But I'll have the last laugh. Not a chance, you bucket of bolts! You shout defiantly, but you realize you have a lot further to go. Where to now? Alright. So, we have the fire extinguisher, the boomerang. Should we go to 207, which is the... No. I thought 207 was the... 60. Space travel room? 60 is the space, space travel, travel room. room. Yes, we should. Although, I will uh, just quickly note before we run away from this. Media of this era... You know, like, I'm, I'm talking, like, mid to late 80s, early 90s, um, was very, very comfortable with, uh, with Bucket of Bolts as an insult for <laughs> any robotic being. Like, yeah, I just can't imagine being too uh, aggrieved at being called that. Yeah, I would uh, be. It's Blood Bag. Oh! Oh, oh no! no! I have to go! I have to go. <laughs> It's more uh, effective than I thought it was. <laughs> All right. Uh, take this. We... Should we go to the space glove? Is that it was absolutely we tried to grab the space glove. And then as soon as we tried to grab the space glove, the thing from the other part of the room started to come attack us. I think is what it exactly. was. Exactly. Although I do wonder, is the mosquito going to try and attack us? No, it's not the mosquito. Of course, it's the robot arm. But the robot arm we defeat with the boomerang, which we yes. have. Woo. The robot arm is moving. Uh, you don't think it wants to shake hands should you try and run around, around it. If you have the boomerang, turn to 133. We now do have the boomerang. <laughs> you pull the boomerang out of your belt and peer towards the approaching robot arm. Its metal claw is only a few feet away from squashing your head. As it reaches out, you spot an on-off switch near its base. If you can hit the switch with the boomerang, the robotic arm will come to a crashing halt. Think you can make the shot, or should you just run? Throw the boomerang, or now run past the robot arm? I will with say... With my trusty boomerang, I can run past this arm. I will say what... 
Why is that a different page than the other runaway? I mean, well, I mean, now we don't even have the hope of escaping with a jetpack. I guess that's true. I mean, we should throw the boomerang. throw it. I'm going to be so mad if we're supposed to run and get the boomerang but not throw it. Uh, you cock your arm back and get ready to throw. You just hope you can make it. The arm looks as if it could crush you like an empty soda can. Seven or higher, 69. Six or lower, 30. It is a 12, so that's a seven or higher. 69. Okay, 30 is the other. The boomerang hits the switch. The robot arm winds to a halt. It tries to reach out its metal claw, but it has no power. It falls silent. You survived. Good throw. A voice cries behind you. You whirl around, and the black visor of the spacesuit stares back. A shiver crawls up your spine. Is the suit talking to you? If you don't think you'll need the boomerang again, cross it off your list. Then turn to 209. What situation would a boomerang mess us up, and am I going to be mad about it? I... Hmm. What situation could a boomerang possibly actually mess us up? Is it? It's not a metal boomerang, is it? Like, Because that's like, oh, you magnetize. Magnetize me, Cap'n. Um, it should not be. That would be... You know what? I'm going to say we throw this one. Okay. But it's okay, because it comes get, back that's what I was gonna say if is, we need it. <laughs> so just get a really good toss, and then if we need it later, it's just... Oh, oh, what's that? It's coming towards... Uh, look at that! So don't have to worry about it. We're, we're good either way. Oh, we got it! You approach the suit cautiously. It's me, PDA. The suit declares. I'm using the radio in the space helmet. Ah, you sounded like the supercomputer for a second there. You scared me. You grumble. (laughs) Sorry. PDA apologizes. Listen, I have to talk fast. The supercomputer was controlling that robot arm. When you switched off the arm, you froze the computer. You mean I beat it? You cry. Yes! No, 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 no. PDA says impatiently. It's just like rebooting. It'll be back. Listen. Now that you've got the space glove, you can get down by the fire stairs without getting electrocuted by the handle, but watch out for the... A hiss of static drowns out the convenient hint. Turn to page 229. We also do have his previous hint about the uh, third floor key. Yes. So we have the staircase going... Oh, well, maybe the staircase is going to be like, do you want to go up or down? Uh, Mm. And then we'll know we need to go up first in that case. Okay. All right. Watch out for what? You demand? Supercomputer coming back. PDA shouts over the static. Watch out, visible man. Hmm. That should be easy. (laughs) (laughs) Then static switches off and another voice comes through loud and clear. (laughs) You've won this round. It roars. But you'll never escape! (laughs) The supercomputer's laughter rings out as you turn and run. Turn to page 64. You run past the motionless robot arm, taking care to stay out of its reach, just in case. PDA said that the space glove would help you get the fire door to the stairs. Wait, what? That get through the fire door to the stairs. That sounds good. You want to get out of this horrible place, but maybe you should keep exploring this floor. You don't know what dangers lurk downstairs. There could be more things that help you here. Oh, God. 
I believe the more things that help us here was the additional information yeah, uh, with respect to the third floor key. Yeah. So let's go to 93 and we'll see what's up. 93. Exactly. You try and decide. Wait. You decide to try and get down the stairs and try not to wonder what else the supercomputer has waiting for you on the lower levels. You check the map again and walk to the stairway door. You slip on the space you slip on the space glove and take a deep breath. You know the door is electrified. Will the glove really protect you? Your hand sweats as you reach for the handle. Turn to page 47. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I know it's not possible, but I would lose my mind if we did it and it didn't work. Yep. Nope. <laughs> you grasp the handle and nothing happens. Phew. You sigh in relief. The space glove insulated you from the deadly electricity. You open the door and step through. Congratulations, you've made it out of the fourth floor. Now, wait, we're on the fourth floor, so the third floor, okay, gotcha, so down is still good. Now there's only a few flights of stairs between you and the front door. But didn't PDA try and warn you about something? What did it say? Something about a visible man? <laughs> you wonder what that means, and you hope you won't find out. If you don't think you'll need the space glove again, cross it off of your inventory list and turn to 156. This is the first one that I feel we sh shouldn't have. Mm. Because okay. we have confirmation that it makes it difficult to, like, quickly use, you know, whatever, something with our hands. And so maybe us having it in our inventory, like, implies it's still on. That's my only thought. That's fair and makes a reasonable kind of sense to me. But I also, wait, what, look at that. These are Australian gloves. These are Australian space gloves. <laughs> so if you throw yeah, it, they come back. They'll come back. You start down the stairs. You stop when you hear a noise from below, a horrible liquid <sighs> sound as if a bunch of wet rags were taking a walk. Crouch down, trying to hide. But then something comes into view and you can't help but scream. That's so evocative. <laughs> a bunch of wet rags taking a walk. It's so good. It looks like a man, except for one thing. He has no skin. He's just like that plastic model in your science class. You can see his organs and blood vessels and stuff inside his body. Only this guy isn't plastic. You gulp as your eyes trace the network of veins and muscles that crisscross his body. Gross, you can even see his brain. He takes a step towards you. His foot makes a splashing sound on the hard stair. You have a feeling that this is the visible man. Turn to page 206. I mean, invisible skin, visible man. Yeah. He opens his mouth to speak. His voice sounds watery, like someone gargling while he talks. You stare in terrified fascination as his visible vocal cords move. I told you that you couldn't escape. He gurgles. It's the voice of the supercomputer. The visible man reaches towards you. What should you do? Duck into the third floor or run past him? I mean, we know that we need to go to the third floor. The question is, should we do it now? I feel like probably. I think we have to go to the third floor. And here's my reasoning. Both watch out for the visible man as well as go to the third floor want us to go to the third floor. I think both paths were giving us different directions of a similar hint. I think so as well. You decide not to mess with this guy. He's way too creepy. You crash against the doors to the third floor, bursting into another level of the Hall of Incredible Science. The squishy sound of the visible man's feet is right behind you. 
You wrap your belt around the door handles to keep him from coming through. The visible man bangs his slimy fists against the doors. They shudder, but your belt holds. Wiping away your sweaty brow, you peer around. You gotta find something that'll help you fight him, but unfortunately, there's a map right in front of you. Turn to page Whoop. 205. <laughs> um, I see something funny here. Uh, this, this, okay, this map shows the third floor. You quickly sketch it into your notebook for later use. If you ever need to refer to it again, take turn back to 205. Okay. Uh, so on here, there is Pendulum Laser Gift Shop. Wait. Okay. So there's numbers on these things as well, on some of these waves. Mm. Should we be writing down those numbers? I feel like those are... I I don't think we need to currently. However, because um, it says if you, this is your first time here, instead go to 194. Uh, but yeah. in the future, I imagine if we come to this map and want to go to Waves in Motion or Wonder in Life, we'll be using 193 yeah. or 216. I think that that would be indeed the case. Uh, but one of these things I see is Giant Magnet, and mm. I have a sneaking suspicion one extinguisher may giant magnetize us towards it. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Uh, 194. There are five places you can get to from here. One is the elevator, which you aren't sure you can trust. There's also the fire stairs. They lead down to the rest of the Hall of Incredible Science and to the Visible Man. There's a room called the Wonder of Life. Hmm. Another called the Waves of Motion. The other's a gift shop. Maybe you'll find some useful stuff there. If you can get in there, that... If you can get in there, that is. Where do you want to go? Okay. Uh, if you can get in. So we need a key for the gift shop, probably. Maybe. And maybe we'll get a clue about what key we might need for it if we do go to 141. It's just, I like the idea of trying to gear up. I love that we can try the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, it's not 131 anymore, at least. I know, it's a different one. Um, Interesting. So I do feel like we need something before we go to the fire stairs, would be the implication, like, based off of what we know so far. Mm -hmm. So the wonder of life and the waves and motion are the big options that it seems to imply. Like, it's nudging us not to try the gift shop first. By saying you can find However, maybe you can find some useful stuff if you can get in. We could give it a shot and figure out what we need. I, that's that's what I'm thinking, right? Because if it's not necessarily like a dangerous end, as much as you go there, there's a padlock. Like it'll give us a little bit more knowledge about what we're looking for with respect to getting into the gift shop. Because hey, what if it's a crowbar we need? What if it's a, a what if it's a yeah. you know hammer to just bonk our way through the window or some such? I'm down to go to 193 and uh, and figure it out. It's also one. Wait. Oh, 141. Well, I'm trying to go to 193 and figure it out. So it's going to be difficult, but I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, hey, here we go. <laughs> you decide and try the gift shop. That's always your favorite part of any museum. But you, when you reach the gift shop, you find that a grate has been pulled down over it and it's locked up tight. Unless you have the key, you're not getting in. Okay. So 141. I'm going to write 141 key. Okay. So where do you want to go between Wonder of Life Room and waves in motion waves in motion so we did go to, to 193 to figure it out yeah interesting no, okay. 193 you decide to check out the waves in motion room 
You enter the large room and discover displays about light waves, sound waves, and ocean waves. <laughs> Anything that waves. And the map... The map said there was a laser in here. That'd make a good weapon. But unfortunately, you don't spot any laser. All you see is a sign that says, To get to the giant magnet, the pendulum, and the laser, go through the maze of mirrors. The maze of mirrors fills most of the room. You peek in. It's like an amusement park funhouse with lots of mirrors reflecting into infinity. You gulp. It'd be pretty easy to get lost in here. Are you up to the challenge? Leave the room or do the mirrors. Oh. You want to enter the maze of mirrors. Check to see if you have the compass on your list. Enter with a compass. 138. Enter without. 75. Hint, there's a compass in the gift shop. Okay. So... This seems to be pretty darn straightforward that we should do this last or second to last. It then does. we do the gift shop. Like it why does, they even there is there is an edge case testing part of my body that's like, yes, but why would you include the option to go into the maze without a compass if that wasn't you oh. know, some oh. way to learn additional things? Well, because the thing is, like, the compass might be pointing towards the giant magnet. No, oh, it will. Exactly. That's what we want, though. Wait, we want that because we want to go to the giant magnet. <laughs> but oh, what well. if using the compass isn't good? What if we don't want to go to the giant magnet pendulum and laser? I'm, I'm down to give it a shot. Let's go to twenty or seventy-five. Oh wait, oh <laughs> wait, interesting. In the maze of mirrors, you're surrounded by ghostly figures. They are all you, reflected back from every direction. Hey, rude. You're completely disoriented. You can't tell one path from another. How are you going to do this without a compass? You stumble blindly around until you finally find an exit from the maze. But which exit have you found? Roll a die. Two, three, four, Rito, five, four. What's up? I rolled two ones. This is the only way to get the combination two with two die. Auspicious. We did it. We did it. Uh, so yeah, there's the three different options. Four, 123, and 119. It does feel like there's maybe one of these that's going to work with, like, Sans Compass. Mm. That's what it feels like to me. But that could be wrong. Alright, so let's go to four. Which, in my head, I'm always like, ah, well, it's the low roll. It's probably not good. You head south and stumble out of the maze of mirrors. This is the way you came in. It takes a while for the dizziness to go away. All those reflecting images are so confusing. From here, you can leave the waves in motion room and head back to the main part of this floor. Either that, or you can brave the maze again. I mean, the fact that they gave us the option to do it, do we want to just... Like, sure. theoretically, if we can just keep on trying it, we can get a lot of... If you want data, we can get data. You want to roll the die again? And... I like some data. I did roll seven for the next one, so I believe that is our next option of... That's a 123. Yep. You stumble out of the maze, your hands covering your face. These mirrors everywhere made you dizzy. The room you entered is full of swishing sound. It's filled with a swishing sound, like a huge sword swinging, swishing rhythmically back and forth. You open your eyes. It's a giant pendulum. But when you peer closer, you gasp. Turn to page 167. <gasps> the pendulum is covered in spikes, and something red is dripping from them. You start and turn and run, but a soothing voice calls to you. Wait, and watch the pendulum. You pause for a moment, gazing at the spikes swinging back and forth. Back and forth. Just watch the pendulum. You're getting sleepy. The voice whispers dreamily. It's true. You are kind of tired. 
The pendulum is swinging so slowly. Turn to page 106. The voice keeps talking, and you feel yourself relaxing more and more. The pendulum swings back and forth, shifting just a little bit with every swing. These spikes are getting closer and closer. But the voice assures you that you've got plenty of time to get out of the way. Just relax. In the back of your mind, you realize that you're being hypnotized. You have to break the spell. Roll dice. We have landed on 185. Okay, so one. I rolled two die and landed on 185. Ha that's a... I think you rolled a couple more than two die then. Hmm? No, I, I squared each of the numbers and then I added gotcha, them together. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You try and fight to stay awake, but the soothing voice is lulling you to sleep. That's okay, you're tired. Very tired. You just want to stand here, stand here while the pendulum swings closer and closer. After all, those spikes are kind of pretty. Soon they'll reach you and you'll get a long, long rest. Because this is game over. <laughs> Actually, as it turns out, I should have added those die, and I did it incorrectly. Uh, I uh, forgot to carry the that makes more die, sense. so we'll have to go to the other one, of course. You finally snap out of it. Just in time, you jump to one side as the spiky, sp spiky pendulum hurtles towards you. It just misses you. Phew. Pendulum picks up speed, swinging wildly, trying to impair you on its gory spikes. You, but you keep your head low and you crawl from the room and you creep back into the maze. Do you have the compass? 129, no compass, 75. Ooh, this could no be a compass. situation where it'd be beneficial, yeah, to have no compass. Mm. Is trying to leave the maze. Oh, wait. Hold on. 75 actually is just the... Lost in the maze again, where we roll a 10, 11, or a 12, taking us to the final remaining option for the no compass. 119. 119, no compass route. As you stumble out of the maze, you realize you're surrounded by a pink glow. You're waiting for the dizziness to go away. Those mirrors are really confusing, and you need to think clearly if you're ever going to escape. Then, when you see what's in front of you, you let out a triumphant yell. A laser! That will take care of the visible man. But then you look closer and moan. Turn to page 236. Coiled around the laser is a long black snake. Its tongue flicks out at you. You spot its long, curving fangs. They drip with something that looks like poison. Take a quick survey of your possessions. Which of them will work against this deadly opponent? Remember, you can only use something that's in your inventory list. Space glove, fire extinguisher, stink bomb, noise bomb. I mean, we hmm. certainly are missing some of those. We're certainly missing some of those. Link back out of the room on 136. The fact that there's two different bombs... Yeah. Makes me feel like both of the other ones are wrong, and it's one of the bombs. Yeah, my my thought is that we're going to, one of the other paths has, like, do you take the stink bomb or the noise bomb? Like, mm. you know, like the Matrix. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, we should just try. The real world's the clearly have, the stink bomb, right? Yeah. Let's let's use, I mean, because we don't have this, the, the space globe. Uh, fire extinguisher. Actually, we l have the fire extinguisher less than we have the space club. Because <laughs> the fire extinguisher was made in Britain. So, um, yeah. Let's let's try the space club on 144. I mean, yeah, yeah. You slip on the space glove. Try biting through this, snake! You jeer, trying to sound brave. Your stomach churns with fear as you reach for the laser. When your fingers clutch it, the snake strikes. But not at your hand. It hits your arm, above where the glove is. 
Almost instantly, you feel the poison coursing through your veins, and you know that it's game over. Here's a hint. You need a bomb from the gift shop. All right. That checks out. Makes sense. But also, who you know, okay. So, slink back out of the room on page 136, I suppose, which brings us to which. Uh, you know you could use the laser to get past the visible man, but first you need to find a way to get rid of the snake. Step back into the maze. Uh, if you have the compass, 202. Otherwise, 75. 75 so is... 75 will take us back Just the... This... Getting lost. But we know we can get lost on 2, 3, or 4 to get out of there. Yes, so just roll snake eyes forehead. Us, mm -hmm. This gives us our general chain as well. Key... Gift shop, gift shop, bomb, bomb, snake, snake, snake laser, 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 visible man. Visible man. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next floor, the next entire floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, okay. So we have the waves in motion room. On into the maze of mirrors. Okay. Uh, so that brings us back to, hold on, which... If we leave the Waves in Motion room, we'll have the opportunity to go to the Wonder of Nature room, I believe. Yeah, so that's 194. Back to one... Okay. The Wonder of Life room. On page 216. You decide to go to the Wonder of Life room. Maybe there's something in there that'll help you fight the visible man. As you enter, you gulp. Right next to the door is a big display labeled The Visible Man. Oh, but of course, the man himself is missing. There are two sections in the room, microscopic life and something called biomes. Where should you go? Microscopic life, 157, or biomes, whatever those are, 83. This is clearly pre-Microsoft pre generation, excuse me, pre-Minecraft uh, pre generation. Yeah. Everyone knows what biomes are. Everyone knows biomes um, now. It's good that we know the visible man isn't here, because if he was here, we would know. <laughs> yeah. Um, huh. Do you have a pull between one of the two? Uh, let's go biomes. Nope. If you have no... If you have not, let's go biome. Let's do it. You decide to investigate the biomes, whatever they is, those are. I Okay. You find yourself surrounded by glass cases, sort of like huge aquariums. Some are filled with water, but most are filled with plants, soil, and real animals. You spot a mini jungle with birds and monkeys, a cold tank with snow and an arctic air, saltwater tank with a gulp, huge shark swimming around in it. But when you peer into the desert case, full of sand and lit with bright hot lights, you get a sinking feeling. Turn to page 49. Ooh. The sand has lots of weird marks in it, as if a snake was sliding around inside, but only now there is no snake. Just a big hole in the glass. As you gulp, you read the label. Egyptian adder. Poisonous? Just what you need. You peer down at the floor, but you don't see anything. Glancing nervously around, you spot another case. One that contains something that you can use. Turn to 127. Oh my gosh, it's a sneeze. Oh no, he got us. The poison. It's an Egyptian arrow, safe. <laughs> it's a tall, thin case of full, wait, full of sand and ants. A giant ant farm. The sign reads, fire ants. And in one of the little tunnels that the ants have built, you spot a key. You know that the key will come in handy if you can get it out. 
Should you smash the case open, those fire ants look nasty and you have a feeling they bite. Maybe you should explore some more? Hmm. Well, we know we can't... We don't have any other things on the other path. Uh, On the other path, sorry? The other path of the waves in motion. So it's basically, it has to be in microscopic life or we smash it. Right? That is true. I can see an argument for smashing the case and grabbing the key and using the, the space glove. However... I also know that if we do that, we don't need to interact with microscopic life as a room at all. And that the game book structure was like, you need to know what's in every room. You might need to go back to some of them multiple times. Let's go to microscopic life on 157. 157. You die. You decide to check out microscopic <laughs> <end>. life. <laughs> you, can't figure, you can't figure anything that small. Wait. You figure anything that small can't hurt you. There's some cool movies of viruses and germs showing on screens all along the wall and a row of microscopes. You bend down to peer into one of the microscopes and it's labeled common cold. Wow, there's a real cold germ on the slide. It has long, slimy arm-like things and a bright blue dot in the middle. Then the microscope gives off a funny glow for a second, and the germ does something that makes you gasp. Turn to page 102. The germ doubles in size. There it goes again. Four times as big. You pull away from the microscope. Luckily, that germ is so tiny, otherwise that could be dangerous. But then you remember something a math teacher once told you. It started with a penny and it doubled every day. Four weeks, you'd have more than a million dollars. Now you just have, like, lots of pennies. Surely that won't be a million dollars. You swallow nervously and peer into the microscope again. That's funny. Turn to page 68. You can't see the germ at all. Maybe change size again, becoming too small to see, you think. Or maybe not. You lean back from the eyepiece. Help! There it is! It's about an inch across and it's crawling up the telescope towards you. Ew! Now it's two inches across. What should you do? Run on 56 or squash it on 149? Oh, boy. Uh, what do you think? Well... If it's just going to keep on doubling in size, running is not going to help. Squashing it, maybe there's a chance we can put an end to this. Sure. But I also... I don't feel great about either of them, but we'll go for 149. You reach out to squash the germ. Mm. Mac. You stare at squish remains on the microscope. They seem to be moving. Wait. <laughs> There's two of them now, and they're both doubling in size. Now they're growing together to form one big germ. Wait, now they're both doubling in size, but now they're together, and they're one thing that's doubling in size. All right, turn to so, page So, uh, percussive mitosis has been performed. Mmm. Uh, okay, 50. Wait, hold on. Man, we got 149. It's so easy to get lost in this. 56. Mm-hmm. Which, thankfully, is the same as uh, the previous run option, 56. Oh, is it? Okay, that's why I got confused. Oh, well, then I guess it doesn't matter if we try and squish it. You turn and run from the room, but unfortunately, the germ is between you and the door. And now it's as big as you. Make that twice as big as you. Try and spot a hiding place, but you don't see anything but a horrible germ. And now it's eight times as big as you. What can you do if you have a bomb? 72. No bomb? 32. Uh, so I'm going to write 56 bomb. Would that be like, that'd be like you have to come back for this. Right? Like that, yeah, theoretically. Theoretically. No bombs? 32. You watch in horror as... Wait. 
You watch in horror as the giant germ doubles in size again and again. Fills the entire wonder of life room. Reaches a long, slimy tentacle out towards you. You're trapped. And you know the germ will just keep getting bigger and bigger until it fills up the whole floor. And maybe even the whole hall of incredible science. You gulp. But if it never stops growing until the whole world has a bad case of the common cold. This is one ending with no achoo cure. Game over. Hint. The best way to stay well is to just stay away from the germs. Yep. So... Well, all right. To not even go there in the first place. So I, I believe that going to microscopic life was our downfall there. Yeah. I forgot what page. Oops. Uh, what page is that? Oh, gosh. There we go. So 127. Uh, smash. smash the case on 17. And grab the key, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You sign go for the key. You give the case a hard kick. Crash. Sand and ants tumble out onto the floor. Sorry, ants. You apologize. They don't look happy. In fact, as you sift through the sand for the key, the angry little creatures swarm all over you. Ouch! You shout. One bit you. You better do something about these ants. Swat them. (laughs) Swat them on page eight. Or if you have the fire extinguisher, 162. I mean, they are fire ants. Mm -hmm. There is a chance that we... Let's extinguish them as we... Lift up our hand and we catch the fire extinguisher. You aim the fire extinguisher at the sand. Cold gas leaps from the nozzle, spraying the ants like a sudden blizzard. The insects slow down more and more. When the extinguisher sputters out, the ants have all stopped moving. The cold made them go to sleep. It looks as if the fire extinguishers can put out fire ants. If you don't think you need it again, cross it off and then turn to 63. We throw the fire extinguisher into the distance. This time, I do. Yeah, I feel like it's actually genuinely. Uh, quickly, you search the sand for the key. There it is. You slip it into your pocket. Right key in your inventory list. All right. You say. What's next? Should you check out another part of the floor or explore the rest of the Wonder of Life room? Whatever you do, don't forget to watch out for the missing snake. So, 141 is where we need the key. Do we want to just hop to that? Yes, because if we leave the Wanderer of Life room, we will have the option to head back to the gift shop, which is 141. We now have the key on our list, so we can turn to 134. We have the key, 134. You try the key in the lock, and it works. You slide up the grate and step in. There are all kinds of t-shirts, cool gadgets, and science books. Among the gadgets, you find a real compass. It might come in handy for finding your way out of this place. If you keep it right compass in your inventory list... You search the shop for some more. Some more. When you hear a voice, Hey! Psst! Hey! Sounds like PDA. Turn to 113. Do we do we care about the compass? I wonder. Hmm. Well, I guess I mean, the, the compass would bring us to the magnet. Clearly. Yes, right? which we've otherwise not been able to access. Yeah. I'm over here. The voice declares. You glance around. The voice seems to be coming from a set of walkie-talkies. PDA must be using one to talk to you. Pick up a walkie-talkie and speak into it. Got you loud and clear. Over. You respond. Can't talk long. I have to save my batteries. PDA explains. To get past the visible man, you'll need to find a laser. It's the only thing that'll stop him. Over. Did you hear that right? You have to find a laser. This is new information. Turn to page 196. (laughs) Where do I find that? Over. You ask. Check the map at the third floor. PDA responds. 
Gotta go now. Over and out. You Over and out. Oh, you butter. You're glad PDA is helping you, but you wish she or she or it wouldn't keep fading out on you. You'd like a little company in this creepy place. You tuck the walkie-talkie into your backpack. Write walkie-talkie on your inventory list before you head out. You take a last look around. Something really interesting catches your eye. Turn to page 98. Notably, it does not say that we have an option to put that in our inventory. Mmm. A chemistry set. Maybe there's something you can use. You open the box and scan the instructions. You find recipes for a smoke bomb, a stink bomb, and a noise bomb. Awesome. Which one should you make? Smoke bomb, stink bomb, noise bomb. Uh, we do know that it's got to be stink bomb or a noise bomb. Mm, we do know that. And I also know that uh, snakes uh, don't, don't like, have strong olfactory resources. Instead, they use their tongues to flick the air to taste instead to supplement their sense of smell. Which is to say, I don't think a stink bomb is the correct option either. I think it's a noise bomb. Yeah, I, I'd say so as well. So I wonder what the smoke bomb... Maybe that's for the amoeba. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, Tutin. You decide to make a noise bomb. You follow the directions carefully, mixing chemicals in a little test tube. You wind up with a jar of red goo. You're very careful as you screw on the metal cap. If it breaks, kaboom! Write noise bomb on your inventory list. You leave the gift shop smiling. It's about time you did something... Some of the scaring around here. Turn to 194. Is that just, um... That, is... that, I believe, takes us back to the general room-looking variety, so we can now enter the maze with a compass, if we should like, or we can enter without a compass and attempt to get back to the laser. So, yeah, 56 is snake, throw bomb at snake, <laughs> or we mm. can go to the maze. And, the compassless path. And clearly, like, it's going to take us to the magnet, which may or may not matter. Yeah, let's let's scare the snake away first and then figure out if we needed a magnet. Yeah. Alright. Uh fifty-six. That's the germ, I believe, unfortunately, actually. Oh shoot. Oh wait, oh germ germ bomb. Oh no. Uh search snake. Uh b- 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 we, we can we can do it. Please hold. Okay. Two thirty-six. Uh, we picked a noise bomb, so 198. You decide to use the noise bomb. That should give this slithery snake a scare. You toss the red jar into the air and cover your ears. Kaboom! The snake must be stunned after a blast like that. But as you reach for the laser, the serpent strikes. As your arms and legs grow stiff, you remember that snakes can't hear. They don't even have ears. So, it's, uh, it's game over. Here's a hint. You'll yeah, need a bomb to scare off the forget. snake, but it's not a noise bomb. I did forget that uh, while they do have nostrils, and they're not powerful, they also don't have ears, so <laughs> still probably the snake bomb. My snake has ears. <laughs> He's an abomination. I love him. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, you decide to use the stink bomb. I mean, I'm saying, like, we're running back. We're going, mm-hmm. ooh, ah, Ouch. And then we just run back through the maze. <laughs> uh, you whip up a, a, a stink bomb. And then we run back through the maze. <laughs> All right, now we go for it, snake. <laughs> you decide to use the stink bomb. Holding your nose, you drop the green jar and it shatters. With a puff of smoke, a horrible smell fills the room. It smells like run eggs. Eggs? Eggs. 
An old gym sh I'm dying. <laughs> old gym socks and sour milk all mixed together. Gag me! Ugh. You gasp. The snake sticks out its tongue to test the air. The minute the smoke reaches it, the snake slithers away as fast as it can. I will say it does its its tongue tests the air. Oh, that tastes like uh, sour milk. Yes, the laser is yours. Write laser in your inventory list and head back into the maze. If you have the compass, 202, no compass, 75. We do have the compass. Oh, I wonder if having the compass is an awful idea. It will always take us to the the thing and we can't ignore it for some reason. Well, but then it's also like, how could you get here and have the compass if it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Because you need to go through the maze mm. to get here. So therefore you shouldn't be able to be uh, here and have the compass if that's possible. But also, I mean, what, should we, should we just solve this puzzle and go to page 202? Yeah. And just figure out like, what is having the compass you walk 10 paces is this right yeah huh you walk 10 paces north and turn back towards the west 30 paces later you reach a junction you've been here before well you can head north or south which will be north 214 south 224 north either or because we have no other information given we got ourselves here by getting lost you decide to head north the long mirrored hallway goes 60 paces north, then turns to the west, another 60 paces. Finally, you reach another junction. You can head south or keep going west. Looking carefully, you hear a swishing sound from the west that looks like a giant blade swinging back and forth. Your stomach flip-flops. Which way should you go? I mean, I guess yeah, probably south. south. We, we do know what is. We know what that is, and we know that we can't do anything about it. Oh my goodness. You decide to turn south. Okay, so if we had the map like out, we could, I guess, figure out what's going on here. But, yeah, it's a spiral is what's <clears throat> happening. Yeah. You decide to turn south. The hall goes for 80 paces. Then you reach another junction. Further south or towards the east. Which will it be? East. 230? I think at least if we're circling correctly. You decide to head east. You follow the corridor for 30 paces. Then it turns north. 10 paces later, you find yourself at another junction. You hear a humming from the north. You can keep going north or you can turn east. What would the humming be? Probably the giant laser, giant um, magnet, if it's an electromagnet. I guess so. Do we want to know what it's about? Yeah. All right. 205. Let's head north. Remember 208. Okay. You decide to go north. But after a few steps, your compass goes crazy. The needle is spinning around and around. What now? You feel yourself being tugged forward as if an invisible hand were pulling you. You burst into a giant room. In front of you stands a giant magnet that's pulling you closer and closer. And you can't stop. Turn to page 43. Clang! You hit the giant magnet with a smack. Ouch! Magnets only attract metal objects. You can give up all your metal objects to escape, otherwise you're stuck here forever. Just one question. Do you have braces? I don't. Do you, nope. have, do you have braces? Okay. Never have. I have, so I guess we have that. Um. Oh. Okay. We may end up needing to undo this entire path for the sake of it because of what happens next. Alas. You have to discard every metal object to escape. Cross any of these off your inventory. Fire extinguisher, laser, key, space glove, compass, walkie-talkie, bomb. The jar has a metal lid, remember? Give up all these objects. This could mean trouble. 
stumble away from the giant magnet and back into the maze, you'll have less hope than ever that you'll escape from the Hall of Incredible Science. Turn to page 75. So 75 is the maze. And then you get to 75 where it's just roll the die. So like... Yeah, because yeah. you don't have a compass anymore. So com compass was the wrong choice, I guess, more or less. Uh, well, I mean, going to the, the magnet as well yeah. seems to... So, let's see. Good thing we made a save state before we went north yeah, we to did that make, magnet. Yeah, we made a save state. Because um, otherwise we just have to open the book again and recollect every item, which will save you the time. We made a save state. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to figure out where exactly... Oh, I, I, I meant to write it down, but... Uh, 208, I believe it was. I think you're right. That sounds right. You decide to go east. Oh my god. You walk 10 paces, then the hall turns south. After 20 paces south, you have to turn east again. You walk 20 more paces east to a junction. You can now go north or south. Which will it be? Wait, this doesn't actually look like the setup. Because the setup was like 10 paces north, you hear buzzing, right? Was it buzzing? Was it the word buzzing? Might have been buzzing or humming, even? I think so. Yep. North turns to 25, or 208? Yeah, no, it's 208. Ah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that leads to 208, and then we have a new decision. Got it. All right. Uh, you decide to go east, 10 paces, south. Uh, yeah, north or south. 154 or south on page 40. I'm all turned around. You tell me. North or south. I'm I'm gonna just guess. I'm not a I'm not a maze guy. Turn to page. Wait. Oh shoot. Uh, one fifty four. Oh my god. You decide to head north. You walk thirty paces before you come to another junction. From the east is a strange glow. All the mirrors in that direction flicker with pink light. Further north or east. So I guess um, east is that brings us to snake right. Mm -hmm. That like that would have been sense the laser. Uh, so then, theoretically, let's figure out what would be 214, otherwise we will just probably... Okay. So yeah, that brings us to a page we've already been to. Boy, this maze is a... maze. I could start drawing it, and I only realize now that I could have done that I, I have a sneaking suspicion we're gonna find out right now. Uh, you decide to head east, because the other one brings us to a place we've already been. You approach the glow very carefully. In this place, it could be anything. You go about 30 paces east, then turn south again. That's only 10 paces. Then you reach a small room. Excellent. You shout when you see what's there. A laser. Just what PDA said you needed to show the visible man a thing or two. But then you notice what else is in the room. This is goofy because this is a canonical way where we find it twice. Mm. That. So <laughs> two lasers. I guess maybe, maybe they, yeah, maybe this is the path to get there if we have the compass, but there's also the compassless path, and because we got the compass and then used the compassless path. And then we went back with the, yeah, 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 yeah. I, we, we beefed it for ourselves there. So I think it is just, um, so we have the laser, now we can go down, so 120, is it, wait, what was 123? Oh my goodness. Where was the fire escape? 123 is stumbling out of the maze. Oh, my lord. I'm all turned upside down. 193? Yeah. That could get us back to the 194. Oh, my god. All right. Here we are. Should we go down to the fire stairs with the laser? I think so. All right. 
You decide to go back to the fire stairs. You gotta face the visible man sooner or later. As you walk up to the doors, you gulp. He's still banging on them from the other side. He sure doesn't give up so, so easily. You're ready yourself to open the doors. Choose your weapon, but remember, you can only use an object that is in your inventory list. Laser! using a laser. No weapon. <laughs> like, we gotta go with honor. He's unarmed. You steady the laser and fling open the doors. The visible man barrels through, reaching for you with his slimy hands. Bare muscles clutch your throat. Take that! You yell, firing the laser at his face. <laughs> his bubbly voice screams. The beam of light is blinding him. He tries to close his eyes, but he can't. He doesn't have eyelids! He covers his face with his hands, and you duck past him and onto the stairs, but you hear his squishy footsteps behind you. Turn to page 80. Thinking fast, you turn and fire the laser again. The visible man keeps charging, but he's blinded by the ruby rays of the laser. He starts to fall, and you duck out of the way. Just in time, he tumbles past you, falling all the way to the bottom of the stairs. You swallow nervously when you see the result. It's bad to fall downstairs when you have no skin. Oh my god. If you don't think you'll need the laser again, cross it off the list, then turn to 120. It sounds nice to have a laser. It does. That sentence messes me up. It's bad to fall down the this, stairs when you have no skin. This puddle of man down there? This... Yeah, pile of wet rags of a man. Your walkie-talkie suddenly crackles to life. Great job! PDA's voice announces. You froze the supercomputer again. Does that mean it's dead? You ask hopefully. Not really. Just knocked out for a few minutes. PDA explains. The supercomputer was controlling the visible man. After that fall, the computer's gonna have one big headache. So, can I leave now? You ask. You can try. PDA tells you. But I doubt there is time. Just watch out for the... What's happening? Then the teeny tiny voice is consumed by static. Turn to page 237. All right. A new voice takes over the walkie-talkie. The supercomputer. Very clever, human. It booms. But I'm not done yet. Oh, yeah? You shout. Well, I'm winning so far. The Let's voice. see you win against this. I'm so sorry. There's only so many Sorry. words in it, and I ruined it. <laughs> Let's take that one from the, from the top. You shout. I'm winning so far. Let's see you win against this. The voice roars. <laughs> Water suddenly starts spraying from the ceiling. It gushes from the sprinklers above, soaking you. <laughs> you laugh. A little water never hurt anyone. But then you hear a rushing sound building above you. It sounds like more than just a little water. Turn to page 27. The roaring increases. Water starts to roll down the stairs. Then in seconds, it's as if you're standing on a rushing stream. You tear down to the first floor. The sooner you're out of this place, the better. Okay, we're just skipping the second. Wait. Were we, on we were on the fourth floor, right? And then we went to the third? Mm -hmm. We're just skipping the second? I mean, hey. Uh, we'll see. You run as fast as you can, but you hear a torrent, a torrent building behind you. Can you make it out before you're crushed by the water? Roll a die! 139 or 137? 170, 139? 175. 175. 175. We rolled a 4, which is 7, or lower, and that's true. 
You leap down the stairs. You can barely keep your balance in the rushing water. A huge wave roars behind you, big enough to crush you, but the door to the first floor and it's right in front of you. You fling it open and shut behind you just in time. The water crashes against it, but then flows on down the, into the basement. You made it. There, about a hundred yards away, is the main entrance to the hall. Escape is right in front of you, except for one big problem. Turn to page 126. Between you and the doors looms the giant motorized skeleton of a gigantosaurus. It's standing next to a pool of bubbling tar, like the one its ancient bones were found in. You shiver as you remember what your field trip guide told you earlier that day. Sort of like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, but bigger? The huge skeleton was scary enough back then when everything was normal. You remember the way its huge jaws chewed and chomped. Each of its teeth is, is over a foot long. Now the skeleton is perfectly still, as if someone turned it off. But you have a feeling you should turn back on. The supercomputer forced you down here for a reason. Should you run for the exit or go back up to the second floor? Maybe there's something helpful up there. Run for the exit on 150 or second floor on 212. I mean, we probably do have to go for the second floor, but should we figure out what we need on 150? Yeah, exactly. Let's fail fast. Yeah. 150. You dash for the exit. You want out of here. Now. You run as fast as you can. The doors seem clo so close now. You can almost taste your freedom, but as you hurtle past the huge skeleton, you hear an ominous clanking. No, it's coming to life. No sweat. You can outrun a pile of bones, can't you? Or should you try your laser? It worked on the visible man. Use the laser on 177 or try and outrun a gigantosaurus on 66. Now, I don't know, um... I don't know about uh, this skeleton in particular, but most of the ones that I've interacted with yeah. in my past did not have eyeballs, which made it very difficult to blind them with a laser. It is true. Uh, but also it's like, are you going to outrun it either? I don't... Well, but it's also... It's true. I want to know, so is this a blinding laser and not like a melt-through-stuff laser, I guess? I'm thinking it's a blinding laser, because we didn't melt through his head as much as we uh, confused his eyes for a bit. Do you want to... Okay, so you want to outrun or do you want to fail fast? I, I... You know what? Let's fail fast, but uh, I do think the I, outrun I th option... I think that you're right. of them is anything. I think you're right, but I want to know how they... Uh... Yes! Okay, I just wanted to see if they said it exactly. Uh, you stop running and lift the laser to your shoulder. You aim the red light of the laser at the dinosaur's face. Take this fossil breath! See, it was all worth it for that. It was worth it for that. You shout, but the creature keeps clanking towards you. You gulp as you suddenly realize something. The skeleton does not have eyeballs. The laser cannot blind it, as it did the visible man. The gigantic skeleton towers over you, reaching f at you with its foot-long teeth. Looks like it is game over. So, yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but I just wanted to see, you know, how it'd go. Also, I like Fossil Breath. We counter-drafted uh, Fossil Breath, but unfortunately the enemy was actually a bucket of bolts type, so... <laughs> yeah? It was not very effective. You keep running. The whir of motors and clatter of bones come from behind you. You feel the ground shudder with each giant step. Will you make it out of the doors in time? If you roll a 7 or higher, 181. 6 or lower, 42. 181. We rolled exactly 7 with a 3 and a 4. All right. 
You run as fast as you can. The doors are almost within reach. You've made it. But when you pull the handles, they don't budge. They're locked. You turn to face the lumbering skeleton. Maybe you can make it back to the stairway doors. Can you make it back to the stairway doors? Roll to find out. But by now you're pretty tired. And all the stuff that you're carrying is weighing you down. For every object in your inventory list, subtract one from your roll. What do we have in our inventory list at this point? So currently we have the walkie-talkie. We have the laser and possibly the compass. Oh, dang. Okay. So, wait, interesting. I wonder if the, the magnet. Hmm. If we, we actually, wait. Oh, yeah. Magnet the magnet's route. for removing items. The, the magnet is actually, potentially, it's the anti-luck uh, check strat. So, do you want to say we, like, Ran back up, got stuck to a magnet. You know, if we got stuck to a magnet, then currently we have exactly six. Because, I mean, technically we did go do the magnet then. We did? We just pretended we didn't. So technically we are cheating if we... Only problem is, yeah, if we do the... Oh, the laser. If we don't go back up to do the magnet, yeah, we need the laser Wait, for leaving then... the area in the first place. Oh, yeah, no, but then we need the bomb... So what we would do is well, but then we would have we wouldn't have the walkie-talkie, but mm. we had the walkie-talkie talk to us when we came down this floor. There's a little bit. There is actually a a, a loophole path there because you could get stuck on the magnet. Get no, because you it takes the key as well, huh? Mm. So no, the magnet is just a no go. Unless it's key. It seems like it might be. Yeah, key bomb. Unless yeah, unless you do it again, which I guess you technically could. You go back. You could probably find a way to do it again, but it's like, oh boy, then where's your plot consistency? I think you actually could mm -hmm. get everything stolen, get back, go to the ants again afterwards, get the key again, even though you technically already got it, then go. I mean, weird. Either way, so we have a six, or or what do we have? Mm. Uh, if we interacted with the magnet, we would have a uh, six because we would not be subtracting anything from our numbers. However, if we don't, then we rolled a five or lower, which I suspect is going to be our negative answer here. Yeah. That said, also, the dice are mutable because some of them just make you lose the game anyway, so... Yeah, we'll see. You're almost to the doors, but the huge teeth clamp down on your shirt like a steam shovel. The skeletal dinosaur lifts you into the air, and it carries you back to the pool of bubbling tar. Your guide explained me that many dinosaurs were preserved for millions of years when they fell into tar pits. As the dinosaur holds you over the tar, you wonder if someone will find you too. In about a million years. Great. Even after all that time, you'll still be stuck in the museum. Game over. Uh, However, I think we actually rolled a six or higher because literally any roll that was a nine or higher on the two die would have given us a six or higher without the magnet interaction anyway. So we theoretically, yeah, we have a way to... Uh, we're, we're mechanically in a situation where we can roll what we need to roll. Mm. So I think that that is, you know, with enough playing through the entire books this, in a, you know, in a row, we could get this. Exactly. We would just we're literally just save scumming this check. It's basically just like we're saving you 20 minutes of reading the exact same stuff. So you mm -hmm. dash back towards the dinosaur. It plants itself in your path, rearing back in a silent roar. 
You decide to slide between its legs. You shoot across the marble floor of the museum, the skeleton searching the floor behind you, but it's not very smart. With a few more steps, you reach the doors and bolt into safety of the stairwell. You've made it. Turn to page 212. You climb to the, the wet stairs back to the second floor. You sigh. Escape seems... Wait. You sigh. Escape seems so close. But now you're headed back to another floor of the hall. Maybe you can find something to help you fight a giant skeleton. Or maybe you'll find another way out. You open the door to the second floor cautiously, and in front of you is another map. Great. But when you see what's on it, a cold shiver of fear runs down your spine. So was there not a way to get past the dinosaur that way? I don't believe so. So it was surviving the dinosaur. Yeah. So we have to turn back to 23. This is the second floor map. Someone has spray painted on it in blood red letters. You gulp as you read the words. You want to say it in the voice of who I assume? I've got you now. Write down a map at the second floor of at number 23. Come here to glance at the map. Make sure you remember where you came from. So it's got thinking machines and electricity. Mm. Turn to 161. Oh my my. There are four places you can get to from here. One is the elevator if you're brave enough. There's also the fire stairs. They lead down to the exit and to the gigantosaurus. There's also a room just called electricity. The other is called Thinking Machines. It's full of computers. That's where you were when you got that weird message from PDA back before everything went crazy. What did it say? Help me. The supercomputer has taken over. Hey, that reminds you. PDA said that it's somewhere on this floor. All right. Where do you want to go? Thinking Machines room 187 or the electricity room. So odds are PDA is in the Thinking Machines room. Mm, odds are odds possibly uh, that the key for getting yes. the PDA is into the electricity. We both have indeed been doing this book for two hours enough to know that this is probably the formula. All right, so 227. Oh, maybe it's batteries. Oh. Because he said he was running out. That's true. That's true. As you enter the electricity room, it fills with light. The light comes from a huge bulb standing right in the middle of the room. Along the walls are electric cars, electric toys, even little electric models of big electric dinosaurs down electric stairs. But the weirdest thing is a huge coil like a TV antenna, with lightning bolts rising up between the two rods every few seconds. Something a mad scientist might have. The label underneath says, Tesla coil. Then a strange thing happens. Turn to page 132. The little electric dinosaurs start to stalk towards you. They have solar panels in their heads, like shiny mirrors. That must be where they got their en they get their energy. Wow, cool! But your heart jumps when you notice the their long, sharp teeth. Their little jaws making a clicking sound as they come closer. They're surrounding you. What should you do? Run for the door on 116. Shoot them with the laser. 9. Climb on top of the giant light bulb. 225. I do have one that I think is a no. Mmm... I mean, we'd be charging them up. If That's we exactly it. We'd be charging them up. So, run for the door on 116 or climb on top of the giant light bulb. Does 116 bring us back to... I, I think... I kind of want to go... I don't know. Is the light bulb going to burn us, I, though? That's the... Is... So, is the light bulb the Tesla wait, coil? Wait, is that... Oh! Oh, is the, is the light bulb... You're right. Is the light bulb the Tesla... I was like, oh, that's something else. Because I would not call a Tesla coil a light bulb. 
<laughs> Neither would I, but I mean, climbing we do on, think it's a strange thing. Climbing on top of a Tesla coil seems like a bad idea. Mm, Unless I'm thinking you want to get zapped. What if, what if we electrically static and what if we zap them all to death and then we can use that uh, the static to kill other things? I'm I'm trying to play on the game the 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 level that the book is playing on. Yeah. I'm with you. Climbing on top of the giant light bulb seems to be your best bet. You race towards the huge bulb, the glare almost blinds you. The little motors of the dinosaurs whir as they chase you and you jump towards the bulb. Ouch! You jerk back, it's as hot as a stove. You swallow nervously as the dinos close in, but then you notice something that gives you hope. Turn to page 189. It better not be PDA. After all this, if we still don't know the book. At the base of the bulb is a big light switch. Should you flick the switch, maybe the light will go out of the and the bulb will cool off enough to climb on top of it. Or should you run for the door? Run for the door. It looks like this is a, it's a different run. Different run for the door. Exactly. 137 rather than 116. And flick off the switch... We know these are apparently solar powered. I don't know if they have internal battery structures, but if we flick yeah. off the switch, is it possible they all just turn off? I, I like it for a couple reasons. I feel more confident about this one than I do about many things in the book. Uh, but we'll see. I, I'm ready to have my heart broken again. You reach to flick the switch. The deadly little dinosaurs are now a few feet away. Flick. The room plunges into darkness. You can't see a thing. You wait for the tiny teeth to chomp your legs, but... Nothing happens. Finally, your eyes adjust to the darkness, and you can't believe what you see. Raps, I think we may have it. Because that, that's, that's the thing that uh, usually is something good. When you can't believe what you see, but in a good way. Mm -hmm. The little dinosaurs have stopped moving. Of course, they were solar-powered. They needed the bright light from the giant bulb to give them energy. A.K.A. the laser definitely would have done what we thought as well. Finally, it took us two hours and 15 minutes, but we're speaking the language of this book. In the dark, they're like toys without batteries. You beat them. Wish PDA could see you now. That gives you an idea. You pull out your walkie-talkie and push send. Hey, PDA. You whisper. It's me. Over. The walkie-talkie pops once, and then a voice answers. Go to page 11. Good work. PDA responds. You're getting closer to me. But you'll need an electric motor to help me. Over and out. You step carefully over the motionless dinosaurs and glance around the room. Everything is lit by the shaky lightning of the Tesla coil. It's spooky. You have a feeling you'll find the electric motor here, but where should you look? Should you check out the Tesla coil or the electric toys? Tesla coil 191 or electric toys 74? So I guess yeah, the Tesla so coil was something different than the light bulb. Yeah, exactly. My bad. However, I think we should check out the electric toys. It seems, if we're looking for an electric motor, mm -hmm. I, we should not find it by the Tesla coil. We should find it by the electric toys, but we'll see. I'm ready to get my heart broken again. You head over to the electric toys. They don't look very scary, but you keep your distance as you look them over. There's no telling what they might do. They're little robots, trains, all kinds of stuff. They're all powered by electric motors. Okay. <laughs> There's a working model engine on a stand in the display. Hey, just what PDA told you to find. You pick it up. Write electric motor on your inventory list. Alright, you have what you need. Now it's time to go. Well, that was easy. Woohoo! They're like, alright, alright. Well, you've been doing this book for a while. Here's the... Th you you want to check this room? Okay. Here you go. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to leave the electricity room when you notice something different about it. 
it's not as dark as it was. Giant light bulb slowly is turning back on, and you realize the switch must just turn it off for a few moments to let it cool down. The little dinosaurs are starting to come back to life. Oh no, run for it! Roll a die! We got a 10. Ooh. That's a 116. Turn to page 116. You race for the door. The first dinosaur comes at you, but you leap over it. The gnashing teeth just miss your feet. The door is right in front of you, but another dinosaur leaps towards you from the right. Its jaws open wide. Ouch! It bit you in the leg. You kick the dinosaur aside and turn to page 137. You stumble towards the door. One of those little mechanical monsters is right behind you. Chomp! Ouch! It got you around the ankle. Right around, around, around we go. You can hardly stand, much less run anywhere. You flail your arms wildly, trying to escape the razor-sharp teeth. Two more dinosaurs are headed your way. Sorry, looks like you are Jurassic Pork. Game over. We have become pig. <laughs> I like it. That's, that's, that's a good energy. It's a good energy, Jurassic I like pork. it. Uh, wait, so where were we? Uh, previous to 116, I think it might have been 170 something. That's our ultimate goal here. 197, 197 is is rolling eight or lower. Yeah, which we need I just to roll bad. You sprint for the door, leaping over the little dinosaurs before they really get going. But as you run, you can hear their wheels starting to turn. They're coming after you. You make it to the door just a few feet ahead of them, but will they follow you out? Turn to page 99. As you burst out of the electricity room, you hear the little monsters whine to a stop behind you. You guess that they can't operate without the bright light of the giant bulb room. The regular lights out here just are not strong enough for their solar cells. Phew, what should you do now? I mean, thinking machine room's gotta be, right? Absolutely. Literally has to be. You cautiously peer around the thinking machine's room. It's full of computers and calculating machines. Some are over 100 years old, big mechanical devices that must weigh a ton. Some are regular computers like the ones you use in school, and others have cool helmets and gloves instead of the screens and keyboards. They almost seem to be from the future. There's one of the regular computers that sent you the message that started this. Which one should you take a closer look at? The old calculating machines, regular computers, are futuristic. Seems like we should probably check out the regular computers if that's the only one we have a push towards, because a regular computer sent us the message. Yeah. It's basically the same thing where it's like, all right, are we going to go? Is that correct? But we need to get some kind of tool. But the thing is, if that's the case, we kind of need to go there to figure out what tool we need. So 62. Mm -hmm. You decide to check out the regular computers. Maybe you'll find another message from PDA. Glancing down the row of computers, you realize that one of them's already on. You walk over and in the middle of the screen, in the middle of the screen are the words, click me. Shrugging, you use the mouse to click on the words. Another message appears on the screen. Turn to page 218. That's this person's first day online. The only yeah. thing I know about computers, and I learned it on day two, was if something says click me, you do not click it. Yep. It's me, PDA. The message reads, You're very close to me now. I'm trapped in the difference engine. If you help me escape, I can show you how to defeat the supercomputer. Wow, you almost found your pal PDA. You peer around, wondering what a difference engine is. Where should you start looking? Uh, the old calculating machines or futuristic computers? That sure sounds like a calculating machine. It does. And futuristic computers is gotta be where the supercomputer is going to murder us. That would make sense as well, yeah. 
You decide to check out the old calculating machines. Some are simple little things, others resemble giant printing presses or looms. One of them has a strange name. Difference Engine. The oldest machine is a Chinese adding device called an abacus. Which one of these things will help you? I mean, we've been told to go to the Difference Engine. Yeah, exactly. All right. Got nice no stalling when we're trying to save a friend. Yeah, we, we got like a nice clean path here. So far, so fine. You bend down to examine the difference engine. It's as big as a car engine, but looks a million times more complicated. It's covered with a row after row of gears of all sizes. You never saw so many parts on one machine. Looks as if someone glued all the stuff in a hardware store together. Suddenly you hear a little pinging noise from deep inside the gears. Something's in there. Turn to page 112. You peer into the inner workings of the machine, and among the gears, you see a tiny handheld computer that's pinging away. Could it be trying to communicate? Try and reach the little computer, but it's too far inside the machine. Maybe if you could get the difference engine started, the gears would push the computer out. The sign explains that the old machine used a steam engine for power. But you don't see any steam engines here. If you have the electric motor, turn to page 155. Check out the rest of the room. 179. We do! We do! We do. We do. You examine the electric motor. Maybe you can get it to work with the difference engine. There's so many gears on the side of the difference engine, one has to match up with the electric motor. After a few minutes of fiddling, you get the two machines attached, and you flick the switch on on the electric motor. The little machine grinds into motion, and the difference engine springs to life. Turn to page 48. The difference engine clatters like a hailstorm on a metal roof. Tiny gears and rods dance before your eyes, and you bend down to peer at the handheld computer. The rotating gears are pushing the little machine towards you. Alright, it's working. But will the gears grind up the computer before it reaches you? Should you make a grab for it now, or wait? Grab the computer, or wait? So basically, here's my thought. Mm. Is PDA the supercomputer and we need him to die so that the T-Rex doesn't work? Interesting, interesting. So, uh, what what would be so? This is a, this is an Atlas and Fontaine kind of situation of, yeah. of uh, what what would be his his reason to want to act as as PDA rather than as supercomputer the entire time? Maybe he thought it was fun, or maybe he maybe he yeah. wanted you to no to to get him out of here to save him. Mm, but then why would he stop us as the supercomputer? Hmm. Maybe there's a plot hole. <laughs> it's goosebumps after all. We'll see. I'm fine with I, I wanna, either no, of these. No, I want to, bare I'm, minimum, I would want to do 170 first re regardless, but I'm just, it's more of like a called shot that it seems like the kind of twist they'd want to pull. Hmm. You reach your hand nervously into the spinning wheels and gears, the mechanism of the machine churns all around your hand. You swallow with a dry throat, hoping that nothing catches you. Some of these gears look sharp. Roll a freaking die. If you're wearing long sleeves, subtract one from your roll. What we you rolled an 11. All right. As uh, similar to all Australians, I am uh, shirtless at all times, so I am not subtracting anything from the number. All right. Uh, you stretch your arm into the depths of the machine... Got it. As you pull the little computer out, it pings in your hand. Is it thanking you? You free your hand and turn off the electric motor. These old calculators sure make a, make a racket. The tiny computer has a screen about four inches across, and you stare intently at it. 
Your jaw drops as you read what is printed there. Turn to page 105. I guess you got all my messages. The screen reads. Thanks a lot. You saved me. You blink. Uh, um, you're welcome. You stammer. But... The screen changes. No time for conversation. You have to defeat the supercomputer. You shake your head. Is this machine your friend PDA? Turn to page 45. I mean... Wait! <laughs> you object? Your PDA? <laughs> right. I'm a personal digital assistant. PDA for short. Write PDA in your inventory list. I'd like to help you destroy the supercomputer. Sorry, <laughs> this is us. I'd like to help you destroy the supercomputer. Are you mimicking me? <laughs> you tell it. <laughs> <laughs> but mainly, I just want to get out of here. The only way to escape the hall is to destroy the supercomputer. The little machine prints. Your heart sinks. You're afraid the PDA would say that. So, how do I do it? You ask. It's easy, the PDA declares. Turn to page 103. As you stand there, still not quite believing all this, the little computer tells you what to do. It explains you have to go into the virtual reality using futuristic computers in this very room. When you meet the supercomputer, it instructs you, just clench your fists and say the word crash code. Then type in the crash code number. It does sound easy. What's the code? You ask. I don't know. The PDA confesses. But the supercomputer hid the code in this room. I think it's on the abacus. You notice the screen isn't glowing as brightly anymore. All this work has drained my batteries. The PDA tells you. I'm afraid you're now on your own. Good luck. You, mm. you stare as the little machine turns itself off. What are you going to do? I mean... Abacus, theoretically, right? <laughs> yeah, like, I love the idea just... of any of the other options here. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would be if you already went to the Abacus. Um, That's true. You decide to check out the Abacus. The Abacus is a wooden frame with metal bars in it. The bars have little beads that you can slide from left to right. A sign explains that the Chinese people have used Abacus, Abakai, to track the numbers for the numbers for thousands of years. The numbers. The, I love the thought of that. Take a calculator. This helps me do the numbers. <laughs> okay, so that's an abacus. What now, you wonder? If you have PDA on your list, go to 221. We do, we do. The PDA told you the crash code might be on the abacus. With the code, you can turn it off, off the supercomputer permanently. The abacus looks like this. Picture. The sign under it explains that the bottom row represents ones, the middle represents tens, the top represents hundreds. The number of beads slid towards the right indicate the number, each numeral in the number. The lone bead on the left and the black bar are worth five times as much as the beads on the right if they're slid over the bar. There are two beads slid to the right on the top row. The lone bead on the left is, is not slid over to the, <laughs> the bar. That must mean the crash code is... 200 and something? You mutter. I think. Too bad the numbers aren't your best subject. Can you read the rest of the abacus? If you can, write down the crash code. You're going to need it later. Uh, wait, I missed it. The lone I... beads to the left of the black bar are worth five times as much as the beads on the right if they're slid over to the bar. 
if they're slid over what? to the bar. I've never learned to read an abacus. Mm. I had, I thought. However, this is challenging my core assumptions. Uh, top rows, hundreds. Okay. Number of beads slid toward the right indicator indicates each numeral in the number. The lone beads to the left of the black bar are worth five times as many to the beads to the right if they're slid over to the bar. So, like, my brain wants to say 242 is the answer. That's, right? what, that's what mine wants to say, but also that it's like, uh, is it, because it's said if the ones on the left are slid up to the bar, that's worth five times as much. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, the beads to the left of the black bar are worth five times as much as the beads to the right. If they're slid over to the bar. Which the ones slot is. Yeah. <gasps> you know, I'm actually going to ask if we can pause for a second so I can try and figure out the logic sure. puzzle of the abacus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, by the power of gut vibe and actual math, we've uh, landed on 247? Mm-hmm. 247, right, our crash we, code. We give it a shot. So, on to 179. I mean, like, they don't got a picture, so they don't even get to tell us we're goofballs for getting it wrong. So, haha, mm -hmm. we win. You glance we around... Head the to the futuristic <laughs> computers at yeah. 232 as well. The thinking machines room. Hmm. Okay. 232. As we need to get into VR. You decide you're ready for the futuristic computers. They're totally cool. Instead of screens and keyboards, they have visors and gloves. You put them on. If you if you have the space gloves, these gloves don't fit. You lose. <laughs> Too much glove for one man. Uh, you put them on. You see the world inside the visors completely generated by the computers. The sign over the, the exhibit reads a ticket to virtual reality. You just hope it's not a one-way ticket. Put on the gloves and visor or two different things that say don't. Mm-hmm. You pull on the gloves and set the visor over your eyes. For a moment, you can't see anything. Then, as you flex your fingers, sounds start to come from the little speakers in the helmet. Images begin forming in the blackness. You gasp as the world appears around you. Turn to 124. You find yourself on a long, winding stairway in a stone tower. The only light comes from flickering torches mounted on the walls. You discover... That when you point a finger, you can zoom up the stairs like flying. Before long, the stairway ends. You are in a high tower of an ancient castle. You whistle as you peer out the windows. You see forests, lakes, mountains. All of them seem totally real. But then you hear a terrifying sound. Turn to page 143. A roar echoes through the castle. The terrible cry sends a chill down your spine. It even scares the birds in the forest below. They erupt into a frenzy of flapping wings. You're startled, startled when you suddenly start to move. You're being pulled towards the sound. You can't stop yourself. You zoom into a huge room at the castle's lowest level. When you discover the source of the awful noise, you gasp with fear. Turn to page 57. Sitting in the center of the room is a tremendous dragon with red scales and giant bat wings. The beast gazes at you and chuckles. Come to slay me, have you? It asks. You know that voice. The dragon is the supercomputer. You're so nervous that you can barely take a breath, much less talk. Maybe you should just put an end to this nightmare. What should you do? Talk to- I mean, we should talk to the dragon or leave, basically. Mm -hmm. We have your self-destruct code. 
You clear your throats. You're the supercomputer, aren't you? You ask, trying to sound old? The dragon rears its, to its full height, and it stares down at you to ask, as if to ask that you were an insect. I am that, and much more. It roars. I have taken over the whole of incredible science, and soon I will take over the world. <laughs> I just love that. The I have taken over the dining room of this local Applebee's, <laughs> and soon the world. <laughs> it's the same. Hey, gotta jump. have big dreams. Yes. <laughs> Well, this is one nutty computer. Maybe it will listen to reason. Um, since you're going to take over the world anyway, maybe you could let me go? You suggest meekly. Turn to page 163. The dragon laughs nastily. Flames flicker from its nostrils as it stares down at you. <laughs> you aren't going anywhere. It cackles. You're trapped in here with me now. Forever. Oh, yeah? You retort. We'll see about that. Brave words, but what are you going to do about it? If you have PDA on your list, turn to page 70. And also there is explore the lair and, like, try and fight. So. Mm -hmm. You remember what PDA told you? You clench your fists and whisper. Crash code. A number pad appears in front of you in a puff of smoke, and the dragon rears back and hisses. No! Wait! It roars, wings flailing. But you don't wait. You instead... Not. You punch in the crash code. Let's just hope you got it right. Punch in the numbers 242, 247, or 297. It's a 247, certainly. Let's head to 168. I was just going to put in... You know what would have been clever is if they just had it be, like, the page that you turned to. Mm -hmm. The dragon lunges for you, and you punch in the numbers 247 as fast as you can. You hope you got it right, just as the beast's maw, huge maw, is about to swallow you whole. A terrible groan fills the castle that sounds like an earthquake. The dragon screams, but the sound fades as the monster breaks into a thousand little parts. Rocks fall from the ceiling. You put your hands over your head and close your eyes. When you open them, you can't believe what you see. Turn to page 107. You're still in the virtual world. A tiny elf girl is perched on the rubble in front of you. Uh, who are you? You stammer. I'm the personal digital assistant, PDA. The elf sounds offended. Who else would I possibly be? You decide it's not even worth answering the question. Then the elf smiles. Congratulations! You crashed a supercomputer for good! Nice work! Uh, thanks. And thanks for the help. You manage. Turn to page 78. My pleasure. The elf answers, bowing. I don't often meet a human who can outsmart a supercomputer. Thanks. You reply, blushing a little. All around you, the wreckage of the castle is transforming into a beautiful forest. The riot of, cha the riot of change is making your head feel funny. The elf smiles. Now, it's time for your reward. She grabs your hand and then points her finger. Immediately, the two of you zoom through the air. Turn to page 238. <gasps> Bike? Bike! <gasps> you land at the stone temple in the middle of a jungle. Hey, you recognize this scene. It's a bike place. 
is from your favorite movie, Operation Buzzard. Stagehands rush by, carrying props. They're filming the sequel. The PDA explains. Wow! You exclaim. Does this mean I get to meet my all-time favorite movie star, Terry Thomas? In a way, the PDA answers. She hands you a mirror. You stare into it. Hey, that's not your face. It's the face of Terry Thomas. But how? How? You you sputter. The PDA grins. It's virtual reality, remember? You can be anyone you want. Now, are you ready for your first scene? I guess so. You reply. Wow, this is so excellent. And action! The director calls. You start sweating. You've never trained to be an actor. (laughs) A rumbling sound fills the air. Glancing up, you spot an elephant charging towards you. Uh Uh-oh. What should you do? Suddenly, you realize you never read the script. Oh, looks like you have to wing it. You glance around, you grab a vine, and try and swing to safety. Or you could... Oh, no. You groan. Here we go again. The end? Good? Yep. Yep, there's it's only be, right? it, it it literally has to be. It is. But that is so funny that like after all that I wonder if this is like a the lead next in book. to the second? I I think that that might be the case. Uh Oh, sick. That's kind of fun cuz I mean the next one is uh I think is in a castle. It's interesting. Okay. All right. Well, dang. That was a big old chunky boy. Mhm. That it was. Uh, lots of coin flips. I do like the inventory management. I think it was. I think it's fun. I, I like that style. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the and by coin flips I mean dice rolls. But let's be honest. Uh, but dang, what were, what are you? What are your thoughts? What do you got? I mean, fundamentally, it is effectively the same thing, but with a slight expounding upon certain points of it, which is to say, I, at the end of a lot of these, had uh, mentioned, of course, previous to the the special editions, oh man, I'd love to have an inventory. Yeah. I love having an inventory. Huge fan of having an inventory. Yes. Um, did not like flipping, 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 uh, rolling dice coin. Just the the fact that it does have effectively a canon result of yeah. you could just roll the incorrect result and be bricked does mean uh, that part of my soul has to accept that they are permanently mutable, which then means yeah. why are they there at just, all? Yeah. It could just be a choice. <laughs> like yeah. an, an obscure choice, sure, like jump or you know, duck or something like yeah. that, but like I agree. anything. Or if it, you know, like in maybe in future books or something like that, that I, you know, other game books where it's like, it's tied to like a stat where, and if you fail, it's not like you lose. It's like you lose a health point, like things like that. I mm. think, I think like games that do, do that. Like when we played, um, twas, which twas. is, you know, just a, like, an, like if someone was doing this, but they wanted it to be like a balanced experience more or yeah, less. Yeah. You can only really do that in the situation that Twas kind of has yes. of multiple different endings, whereas with a yes. single ending, you are effectively just fail-stating all of the other ones rather than you're modifying a stat and yeah. losing an item, gaining a different one kind of stuff. And I think that that's where my thing with it is. It's like, I like everything that they're doing to expand upon the systems, uh, but I think the fact that they have one ending 
means that they have a lot of these fail like these fail states that they're just like i guess we'll just put it behind a coin flip and i guess they're both fail- mm-hmm. like they're both failures because we only have one right ending so it's like this can't bring you anywhere but also like being able to manage everything properly as you get like a bunch of inventory items it starts to get kind of messy so like i can understand wanting only one ending in a situation like that but i do know that there's other game books made for you know not kids that can straddle that line and i i'm excited to check out stuff like that someday as well on this podcast here mm-hmm. uh, I mean, but I, you're I just it. again referring previously back to twas like yeah. that was a really really enjoyable time to be managing that kind of stuff yeah very very much but uh i mean even just like having the inventory and then having to be like oh yeah should we leave this like just every time it says do you want to drop this i'm like oh we don't need it we don't need it trash it when like if you're actually in this situation you're probably just like i mean yeah i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep the laser like i'm yeah, gonna, just clunking uh, down the hole holding keep, 200 yeah. kilogram worth of stuff but and then i i do like the flavor of well i guess it didn't end up mattering <laughs> i like the flavor of it at the end I, I wish that it was in a way at the end that you were sort of the role with how much stuff you have left feels like a logical culmination like it actually seems like a pretty mm. clever final end and i actually liked that as much as it's like okay well you get here you don't have the stuff it's kind of annoying but like or you get here you have too much stuff it's kind of annoying but i like mm. the idea where it's like you have to be you have to get rid of stuff when it's no longer useful i do like that idea i think it's an interesting mm-hmm. thing to play with again i i also really like that idea but i think it would flourish in a situation where it had yes. more than one available outcome because otherwise you run to that situation and then you're like well i guess i threw away all of those canon yeah no all of it is like okay well then that need it needs to bring you back to a hub point that's i where i'm where i'm basically saying like i like a lot of the things i saw i like a lot of the flavor of it but i think the fact that it resigned itself to being like it's a quote-unquote ultimate challenge makes Mm -hmm. it less of a choose your own adventure and more of get the right adventure which this is a much more almost like it's a much more choose your own adventure flavored version of the Animorphs books we just did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, but there was a lot of choosing yeah. we had to do, but there is one correct path. And basically, if you know what it is, you're supposed to just read through it uh, and, and go through it clean once. Uh, but you're not going to. You're not going to. There's a lot of coin flips. There's a lot of goofiness like that. Either way, I really enjoyed myself. This episode's been mm-hmm. very long, and we should perhaps start to wrap it up. So It has indeed. Do you have a, a little list of a, of a person to thank here? I do indeed. Thank you. A special thanks, rather, to the executive producer of this episode, Adams, over on Patreon, patreonrather.com slash... Turn to page cast. Thank you very much for supporting the cast. Does help us uh, get back. Uh, does help us reinvest rather into the show and, and and recoup some of the costs that we've expended on things already. So it's deeply appreciated. Very kind of those of you who've considered doing so, and especially this episode, the executive producer Adams. Thank you very much. Huge appreciation there. Like I say every week, you know. We spend stuff on it and it's nice to you know see some support that's just people like yeah i like this show or like, i listen to it you know i listen to it once a week when it comes out and i want to chip in a little bit it's a very nice thing that you can do you never have to do it uh but boy huge thank you for the uh stress it takes off the shoulders from the people who have huge thank you uh that's patreon.com slash turn to page cast 
uh, as well. Another shout out being that we have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at turn to page cast to go over to check out. Uh, that would be really nice. Any support you leave over there or in the form of reviews and stuff is very, very appreciated and a nice free way to help us out if you can. Uh, but hey, any other closing thoughts or are we uh, out of this joint? None in particular. I'm just very excited for the next of the special editions. Yeah, I'm curious to see if they, because I don't know if they all follow the, like an exact similar format. So I'm very curious to see what that means. Uh, but hey, that's for next week. Alas, alas, that is that going to do it here for this week for turn the page thank you for listening we'll uh see you next time bye bye adios